It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, and welcome to the Andy Campbell Show, episode number 27. Uh, I apologise for that, I've just played the intro clip about three times, <laughs> and then where I was checking it on my other screen to make sure it was live, that started playing as well, because I got to mute it, so we had a, a triple, triple introduction, but there don't we get, go. Don't get uh, bored of it, don't guys, get bored welcome. of it, Sam. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Welcome. We are live on Facebook and YouTube and simultaneously again. And uh, we'll get those introductions down at some point. So much easier when you're recording it and you can I can edit out all my mistakes. But uh, yes, there we go. We are here to talk football. I'm Sai and I'm uh, joined by the one and only I'm Mr. Andy Campbell, Cardiff City legend. We will meet in just a second. But uh, just to do some light housekeeping before we get going, you can find all the podcasts and interviews and series that we do at Ace Podcast Nation, youtube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation for the video point of uh, video shows and uh, audio at all the usual podcasting apps. Uh, please drop us a subscription because that is the, the best way to support the show. Helps us grow and uh, helps other people find us who are not found us yet as per usual the championship or as we have said many times the best league in the world did not let us down this weekend with some great goals strange results action and more we'll start with some any other business where we'll have a little chat about some of the biggest stories around the footballing world and then we'll go into detail with the three main featured games we'll talk about all the other games and we'll give our two for two and uh, Andy will answer your questions and me if people are so so see it fit. But also, we have been asked to pick our combined <laughs> Welsh and English all-time all 11, which uh, will be interesting. So we'll be doing that in the question and answer 
portion of the show towards the end of the end of the uh, show which will be interesting to see uh, what me and andy come up with for a welsh and english uh squad combined uh i you know i'm I fully expected mine will be uh, 11 welshmen and then a few englishmen on the bench and andy's will be 11 englishmen and gareth bale but we'll see we'll see <laughs> we'll see we'll see and then we'll finish off with the you know the best the best 10 second segment in all of tv and radio and media it is the fake geordie bingo lingo where andy teaches me something about his northern culture whether it be food or slang a well-known phrase or even a place as we prepare for me to go up north and and visit so i fit in like a local joining me to talk about all this and more he is ready for this now got it i got it i've had to come up with 27 now different introductions for you and this is yet another one yet another one joining me to provide his expert analysis and insight into being a professional footballer plus of course his witty banter the goal collector the ginger whippet the fastest man to ever come out of middlesbrough Davy Jones' favourite son, <laughs> the one and only crown prince of the Millennium Stadium, the QPR dream killer, Cardiff City legend, all-round top man, and super daddy cool to be, Mr Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm very good, mate. Very happy to be here. Very happy to do this again and uh, really looking forward to Indeed. it. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, do you know, I can't believe that I just did that with the intro because I'd I had it timed perfectly and it was all lined up nicely. And then where I have the link on my other screen just to make sure that it was going, you know, it goes live and everything in order. I forgot to mute it, so it like played like three times. I don't get but, bored uh, of seeing this. Uh, professional. I don't. I don't get bored of seeing it. Yeah, no. Blame me. No, me neither. I got to say, but uh, there we go. Like I could watch it over and over, mate. I got to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, Interesting, interesting week. Inter- interesting week of soccer. Yeah, um, yeah. Some uh, some highs, some massive lows for um, for football, which we'll go into a little bit, uh, especially in any any other business. And um, it's just it, it just it just it fascinates you sometimes about about opinions and uh, and things that we spoke about previously on the show side, and now and now we're getting talked about. So it's uh, it's uh, it's quite scary, really. It is, yeah. It's um, it's all sorts going on, mate. All sorts. And um, just before we, well, we get as part of any other business, I wanted to touch upon the uh, the Cardiff City FA Cup uh, replay from midweek last week. I don't want to spend too long on it, but um, I thought it was a bit of a debacle, to be honest. Yeah. To be, you know, they were comfortable to score in the ninety-sixth minute and stuff, and. And then go on and lose the game after getting back in the lead, and and then the penalties was just, it's just embarrassing. Now you'll be able to tell me better than, you know, than I would know. But um, although I have taken penalty in a penalty shootout, and I did miss, but there, there we go. I walked up all confident. I did keepy uppies as I was walking to the penalty spot. It was like, worst thing, worst all thing. My you te- all my teammates said, "Oh, we watched you going up. We thought there's no way he's missing this," and the keeper saved it. I changed my mind, see, just as I was yeah. taking my run up. That's what the problem was. But um, 
like I had a real issue with Cardiff City's order of penalty takers because I think the first penalty was Aiden Flint. Aiden Flint, yeah. Come on. You've got to, got to be taking, it's got to be one of your forward players or at least your attacking players taking that first penalty, put it away and, you know, just get, take the pressure off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and when I saw him walking up, I was not, not happy. No, I think it was also, it was disappointing anyway. The game was a dis- disappointment and then to finish the way that it finished with it, I was just, just, just really, it's like a damn squid one with the penalties. It wasn't, it didn't even, it wasn't even close, a close affair that their penalties are quite, um, efficient and Cardiff were just. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it looked like a game that the, the, the weren't the weren't the club weren't that interested in in, in not not winning and you know, and that's that's disappointing considering the history of the FA Cup and we, we we've gone on about it in the show about um, about how important the FA Cup can be and if it had a little bit more prestige at the end of it, um, then teams would take it a little bit more seriously. And if that's you know, I, mean, I know Cardiff have got a bigger fish to fry like like Liverpool did and. And other teams have, but for me, it's it's a it's a nice doubt for the fans, and it's a it's a chance to progress forward and get into a a national stadium, going to Wembley, and you know what I mean. Cardiff just they've got a good history at Wembley, you know what I mean. So it would have been nice for a potential cup run, and it breeds confidence as well, you know what I mean. But the league's the most important thing, according to the manager, and you know what I mean. You've got to believe in in what he's telling us because. Um, He's in charge, really, so it's, it's his way at the minute and he's deciding what's, what he thinks best for the football club moving forward this season. Yeah, I I was just disappointed because, like you said, winning breeds confidence and yeah. Cardiff need to get some momentum going. All yeah. season, they have not been able to get that real winning run going. Like, if no. you think back to the season before last when they went up, they, from certainly from around Christmas time, they just got this, they just ground out one nils and two ones and just all these gritty results, but they kept winning. Yeah. And every you do you did you never fancied them to win each weekend. You were like, Oh, I don't think they're gonna win this. But then yeah. they just kept grinding it out. Whereas now, this year, they just can't see it. Cannot see it because but si, it, 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 it's it, just, it, when you when when you keep the same side, players don't seem to get tired when you're winning games, you know what I mean? Like Mark Bowen hardly made many changes. Um, he, he went with the strongest front line for the three games. You know what I mean for the uh, for the first game for the league game. You know what I mean, and it's just go with the go with the strongest side you you can. And then if you lose, then at least you, you've learned something from your team. You know that you've been beaten by a better side. But I, 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 sometimes I, I look at what have you learned from the game because you you, you, you have you been beaten by the better side? Not particularly because you didn't put the best side out. So it's. It's a um, a difficult one to take sometimes. Do you ever take any penalties in a shootout? Um, yeah, um, I took um, uh, I took one. Actually, it was it was in a cup game, um, and uh, I took a I took a penalty in um, for Oxford United. I took a penalty in the in the in the ninety minutes scored. Uh, took one in the shootout, missed, uh, and and then it went round and came round again. And I took it the, my second penalty shootout, the second penalty in the shootout, I missed again and we lost. So it was just disaster because I scored. I scored two goals in the game, um, and then then I was like just just nightmare. It was just I, it was like I was a, I was a villain where I'd, I'd scored two goals, had a decent game, played a full hundred and twenty minutes, but then you feel as though you let everybody down by, um, you know what I mean? It's it's 
But it's 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 a climax though, whichever way he wants, si, you know what I mean? It's what the Premier League managers are asking for. They're asking for no replays, go straight to penalties. So if that's what the the Premier League sides want, then they're probably gonna get the wish anyway. So makes it interesting for fans, I guess. Yeah. But but it only makes it only makes it interesting for fans, Sai, if um if there's full attendances there and everybody everybody's there to watch it. If it's if it's overpriced or um or there's not a big attendance there because of team selection, then it just becomes a bit of a Bit of a non-starter for me. Yeah, I uh, like we've discussed many times. They should make the prize better for winning the FA Cup. They should make it a Champions League spot uh, because teams will then do something. They won't it, play the teams that they're playing because no. they'll want to win it. They'll want to win it, and you know Cardiff had a, a prime opportunity to go through. To the next round, playing a championship side, who were, you know, they're not West Brom, they're not Leeds, they're they're not the teams in form. They're they're a team which is <coughs> has been informed, but Reading haven't won a yeah. game for six games. No, no, that's what, that's that initial uh, initial yeah. start and uh, Bowen. Mm. Yeah, I just uh, it's poor, poor. It, it is, it is, it is, mate. And it just uh, it's it's consistency. You know what I mean? Get getting the. Uh, Getting the fans back on side because he hasn't had a great start since since he's took over as manager. So he would have thought he would have wanted to get a few more fans on his side than than against him. And I think it's only, I think the, the result, the performance again is just is just gone against him really. Indeed, we did. You would have just seen a message flash up on the screen just now, like uh, people, which is uh, Joe Hannon said that uh, Andy Campbell, greatest school coach. Going. Joe was one of my. Um, Joe was one of my. I wish uh, Joe, Joe owes me money for giving him a game. Um, Joe was. Uh, yeah, Joe was a top kid. Top kid. One of my kids at first school when I was uh, when I was when I was at secondary school. And we had some. Uh, we had some great games. Went over to Holland to um, for a tournament. We had a we had a right laugh. We had a right laugh. Indeed. So, uh, I just wanted to share something else as well, uh, which. Jamie has just posted, and I, I completely concur. And he says, download and listen to the podcast with no name, which is uh, our movies and TVs podcast. And Jamie is the co-host, so go and download that after you finish watching this show, of course. Yeah, and uh, it's a good. Like, we did we did a show on the uh, the Super Bowl trailers recently. Yeah, and what else do we have? I saw another uh, Gaz Gaz Cubbins said Neil Harris sacked by Millwall, but good enough for Cardiff. I don't know if that was a dig or a question. I'll take it as a question. It's a statement. Sign. It's a statement. It's a statement. He got sacked by Millwall. The next the next league game by Millwall. I think they went they went and beat Leeds. And since it hasn't really hasn't really worked out, we've gone for like for like and it's um yeah. It's not really what the fans want, Sai, at the minute, I don't think. It's not it's not working on. Uh okay. So uh let's move on to the are there any other business where we discuss all the different uh, stories from the footballing world? What have you got, mate? Uh, I want to talk about um, this this winter winter break uh, in the Premier League um, and the 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 pointless of of staggering the winter break. If we have a winter break, then everybody has the same winter break. You know that if Premier League's going to have a winter break, then just just have a winter break. There's no point in staggering the the the, the games just so that. Um, just so that there's still Premier League football on, it's just it just becomes an absolute farce. Because what 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 were the games at the weekend? We had uh, Everton against um, Crystal Palace live on TV. We had uh, Watford against Brighton uh, live on the TV, and then you had Sheffield United against Bournemouth. 
and no disrespect for the six of those sides, Si, but they're probably they're probably they're probably the six sides that you probably would not want to watch live on TV. So no. the Premier League haven't looked at the games and thought, Do you know what, let's split uh, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham. Uh, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's just. It just doesn't make sense to me, you know. That even even if they did it on uh, relegation or they did it on uh, Champions League places, or I just think sometimes that the, 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 the whatever goes through their heads and the logic behind their decisions is just laughable. Because for me, I don't know. Even if even if these games were played in a different country and they went down that route to try and make make football um, bigger in. United Arab, Emirates, United Arab Emirates, for example, you know what I mean? Like they, talk, like they spoke about years ago, that I just don't get it. And I just don't get why they had a staggered one, you know what I mean? In every other country, Germany, they have a winter break. It's not Dortmund have it one week and um, uh, Bayern Munich have it the week after. It's everybody has it together. And, and it is what it is because if Liverpool didn't have their winter break till this week, then the, all their players could have played against Shrewsbury. And I just think it was a little bit unfair that because. You know what I mean? The, the the Premier League could have easily changed that, so so it worked out for everybody. And I just think, yeah, it just becomes a little bit of a farce for English football, and just makes us look stupid again. Yeah, it's, it's pointless. Like either do it or don't, but don't well, half ass it. I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't do it. Do so I, don't, I, I wouldn't do it. I don't think they need it. And I, I just think like, I look now. You know what I mean? They're, they're on a winter break side, but all the teams are in in a different country training anyway. So. They're probably training harder than what they would have been if they didn't have a game. So some of them, it just defies logic to me. It's just, you know what I mean? That you, you work hard because you've had a couple of days off and just just keep playing games. Keep playing games, get the season finished earlier, let players have a rest before for the Euros in the summer. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. I um, Yeah, it's, a, it's frustrating because, and it, do you know what it harps back to me a bit? Um, you know, we talked about in the Premier uh, in the FA Cup about VAR uh, and how it can. You they were having it for Premier League grounds, yeah. but then other grounds they weren't having it, and yeah. we discussed how you know that's not fair. That's not an equal tournament because you've got teams <coughs> in the same tournament not yeah. able to not playing by the same rules effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of like that again with this because like. Some teams are having a break, some teams are not. Yeah. So how is that an even playing field or how is that a fair equal tournament? Mm. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. No. It, doesn't, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't add up to me, Si, because you look at Newcastle. Newcastle played on the same night as, as Liverpool played in the FA Cup. Newcastle put their first team out at Oxford United. Liverpool put the kids out. So Liverpool yeah. are having a longer break than Newcastle United are because Newcastle United put their first team out in, in the FA Cup and rightly so. You know what I mean, but for me, I just it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's it's it just becomes a little bit of a farce. You know, I know the managers are, are, in, are in charge of their football clubs and make these big decisions, but end of the day, it's about it's about football as well. And you know what I mean that uh, a part of me wanted Shrewsbury to win just so that it would prove a point to Jurgen Klopp, but now it looks like it's the best decision in the world. Yeah, and I understand to a certain certain extent why he wants to do and play the kids and I think he should be kind of like forced I think they should be some sort of like they should have to play a certain amount of first team players yeah, I totally agree, I've got no problem blooding blood kids you know yeah. play kids in the in the cups that's what I want mm. but like I was I was disappointed to see you know so many kids in there yeah. but like you say 
surely you know Newcastle have got a smaller squad than Liverpool, but yeah. yet Newcastle haven't got a break. Liverpool have. Yet yeah. Liverpool didn't play their first team players. And I yeah. get you know Liverpool have played more, more games, but it's it just it just it just doesn't sit it just doesn't sit right side for me because I just think uh, I just think it's 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 football here and you know what I mean that I don't know it's it's, it's the biggest well history wise the biggest cup competition in the world FA Cup and it's it's got a massive history and you know what I mean for me if if when Liverpool go to Chelsea in the next round if they put the same team out then do you know what I'll respect Jurgen Klopp a million percent but I guarantee you he won't because if he plays the same side as what he played against Shrewsbury Chelsea will rip them to pieces. Yeah, but he won't, will he? That's the that's the thing. No. Is no. yeah, I'm not a, not a fan. I am. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about with any other business was that there's a couple, but one I was going to briefly mention was uh, a couple of weeks back we discussed uh, Simon Jordan had been on Talk Sport and he had said yeah. about uh, the Premier League should set up a Netflix style, uh, or even not even the Premier League, the FA should set up a Premier, a Netflix style streaming service for yeah. people to watch all football in this country. Um, well, we both agreed it was a pretty good idea, it's probably the way it's going to go. Um, and we discussed it in depth in that show, so I'm not going to sort of discuss it too much. But uh, there was a story yesterday, I think it was in the Times, where it looks like it's going to be a, a real thing, it's going to be trialed over the, in a couple of years. The Premier League CEO has discussed it openly so it's obviously something they're looking at and i'd like yeah. to think it's because they're watching this show and oh, that's million percent. i think it's all side they tried they tried the amazon thing haven't they and i think um i think it's been a relative success probably on a on a on a on a smaller scale because obviously there's not enough not enough uh not enough not enough of them to do it you know what i mean they haven't got enough games because obviously sky the world but there's got to be enough games for this to be uh, to be to be viable and to and to happen. And if that's football across the board, or it's um, you can select, or it's Premier League, or it's Championship, or whatever it may be, however they're going to trial it, uh, it's got to be everyone's got to buy into it. Uh, and it's and it and it's got to work for football fans. It's not just for football clubs. It's got to work for fans because the fans are the ones. If it wasn't for football fans, football would be would be dead. Be absolutely dead. Yeah, it's um, and sadly, uh, I wonder whether it's a money grabbing thing by the FA as opposed to doing right by football fans. Ah, oh, um, listen, listen. There's got to be a, there's got to be a money element in it because the FA. Uh, oh yeah, uh, the, the FA, are the richest organization in the world. You know what I mean? FIFA don't struggle. UEFA don't struggle. You know, every single football governing body. There's absolute billions involved in it and you know what I mean so they're, they're, they're not stupid about when they do things it's you know what I mean that they, they, they've got Sky involved obviously BT involved and the Champions League obviously you know what I mean moved from terrestrial TV to uh, to pay-per-view um, you know it's just got to be it's got to be it's just got to be accessible for, for everybody because football's a football's a sport that we want everybody to watch Sky and, and, and I'm on about the younger generation because if, 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 if clubs are going to price things out and there's going to be less less people watching it on live at the ground then everyone needs to watch it on TV Yeah and the thing is if you lose young fans kids and kids don't want to watch football you the game will die eventually because you know people well, like me and, me and you are going to get too old to, yeah. to watch and go and, yeah. and it's mm. 
our kids and their kids who they need to yeah. attract. Well, what we can't um, afford, so can we, we, we can't afford, we can't afford Middlesbrough and Cardiff fans, for example, uh, turning a, a 10, 11 year old boy or girl away than watching your local side who's going to pay the next 20, 30 years and let, um, and let Man City or uh, Chelsea or even a Barcelona or Real Madrid taking over the, the, the support and the, the, the little clubs, so to speak, of losing, losing out on all this money. And, you know, I mean, that's not just, that's just one person. If that happened to thousands of people, it's, it's going to cost you, you know what I mean? And I, don't, I think clubs miss a trick with schools as well. Um, you know what I mean? I've Gaz's comment there. People they don't care about fans and, you know what I mean? It, it, do you know what? It, it, it smells of that because... You look at the local schools, you know what I mean? Let kids in for free. Fill, fill, fill the grounds out. Cardiff in the FA Cup, empty. Middlesbrough, ground since probably the Leicester Premier League two, two, two or three years ago, empty. You know what I mean? Let the, let the kids in. Get the next generation in. You know what I mean? Let them in for a quid. Just just do something to get the get bums back on seats and get the atmosphere back in stadiums because there's nothing better as an ex-player. You know what I mean? When I played that, it was... When when you played, the ground was full. You know what I mean. It's rubbish having to generate your own. Um, uh, your, 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 own, your, own your own atmosphere. You can't do it. You know what I mean. And especially when games aren't going the way that you want them to. You know what I mean. And, and then then that's when that's when you can hear the fans and hear each comment. And it's just not a nice, it's not a nice place to be. Well, the thing is, though, mate, right? For Cardiff, there's no excuse because they knew that that replay was going to be empty from the yeah. previous cup rounds. Yeah, so yeah. there's no excuse, no excuse to no. not give tickets away to kids or let kids in free or let kid, kids in for a pound. No excuse. Um, but they don't want to because they'd rather take a few £10 or whatever it costs than, and then not be full than actually mm. have a full ground of kids who haven't paid or mm. are not paying. Yeah. Um, and like Jamie says, um, he says his kids now are more interested in watching like esports rather than watching actual football anymore because yeah. every I think and that not just kids that goes for like adults and everyone I think people mm. feel more disjointed from from the from the game than they have ever before yeah because a lot of that I think is to do with the prices the new grounds are killing the atmosphere um, which I think is a big issue. Um, overzealous policing, uh, I think, is a problem as well, where you've got, for instance, you had a Newcastle fan the other week who, like, got his bits out, which, you know, mm. he's got to be punished. He yeah, got yeah. a lifetime ban, lifetime ban from Newcastle. Um, and then you've got other other things which are much, much worse. Yeah, and they get for you. But for racist, it was racist. It was a racist, well, was it. racist chanting towards Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham, and he got four year ban. He got a four year stadium ban. It's just, it's just, it's just, it just makes you feel sick because, you know, what I mean, I'm not saying this, this, this bloke did the right thing. I did the wrong thing. I'm not, I'm not condoning what he did what, at all whatsoever. But whatever he did and why, why, why he did it, he did it for a bit of fun. You know what I mean? People don't do racist yeah, chanting. People don't do racist chanting for a bit of fun. They do it to be vile. They do it to be um, derogatory towards people, and it's backfired on the on the young man who's being banned for life because obviously he travelled down to Oxford on a freezing cold Wednesday or Thursday night, whatever it was. You know what I mean? You're a diehard fan. You know what I mean? So he'll be absolutely devastated. And um, but for someone to get banned for four years for racist behaviour, racist chanting, or racist comments, 
is just it's, it's, it's disgraceful, disgraceful because it's not just that side. Forget football. You know what I mean? He's broke the law. He's broke the law, so you should be getting the book thrown at him. You know what I mean? Get 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 sent to prison, lose your job. You know, there's there's bigger things than. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just it's outrageous, outrageous. Yeah, I, I what annoys me is we've talked about this. We're 27 shows in this 27th show. We've talked about racism in some form several times this season already. Yeah, um, and every time we've talked about it, we've talked about how. The FA, FIFA, UEFA don't do enough to punish it when mm. they, you know, when when they do have instances it or when they catch people. And um, you, you know, with CCTV and everything and TV cameras, the way it is these days, they can find out who it is in seconds. Yeah. Look at that guy at the Cardiff Reading game who was doing the aeroplane. The security yeah. people within the Cardiff City Stadium, they knew yeah. who he was, where he was sat within seconds yeah so you're telling me that uefa and fifa and the fa with all their millions and money and whatnot they can't do more to not just identify the people but then punish them they yeah but they, punish them. they don't but they set the president on side don't know we, we i'm going back to a very early show when we were talking about bulgaria and their fans that bulgaria what did they get fined 50 50 pounds or fifty thousand euros, and, yes, and, and I, mean, I, I had to play. Stupid. I had to play a game behind a game behind closed doors. You know what I mean? Like, no offense, the Which game was again. Nobody cares about the game was the game was against Kosovo anyway, and there'd be no supporters there. So do you know what I mean? It's just, just, just it's despicable. It's disgraceful. But you know what I mean? They've got to make a stand. You know what I mean? As soon and soon, people refuse to play. That'll that, that'll be when that'll be when somebody takes it really seriously. When people are stopping stopping playing football because of it and. And rightly so, because this is just it's getting beyond a joke now. You know what I mean? We talk about it, we, we, we've gone on about it, we've whinged about it, we've been brutally honest about it, and it doesn't really do you any good sometimes. Yeah, I've got an interview um, scheduled for Friday uh, with a West Ham fan. Uh, his name's Cameron. Uh, uh, I don't know the full story yet because I've been put in touch with him by someone else, but uh, it's something like he did some form of protest and managed to get on the pitch as a flag flag waver and he was protesting the the owners and I think he had a t shirt right. on. But um obviously I'll know I'll know the full story by the time I do the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be very, very interesting to uh, to see what you know what he's got to say because West Ham fans are a couple in the chat. <laughs> you know, they're not then they're not happy bunnies at the moment. Um so just before we move on to the chat uh championship games and stuff uh the last thing i wanted to touch on was there was a lot of stories in the papers this last week about lionel messi finally coming to the premier league um like a bit of a debate um you know where he can only go to a handful of clubs because of the amount of money he earns but also obviously he's fallen out with eric abidal who's the director of sport at barcelona I yeah. think, and he's fallen out with him publicly yeah um I think the only difference between this and previous times he's been kind of linked with a move away is number one, his contract's not coming up, but number, but he has got a release clause, hasn't he, at the end of this year to go on a free. Um, but also, Lionel Messi hasn't really been one to moan in public, um, and he kind of got stuck into Eric Ab Abidal in a <coughs> social media post. I think in an interview as well. He's not being shy and coming forward. He's not happy. 
Yeah. I, so I, I listened to uh, Pep's interview uh, about the, the the whole thing, and he's ad, he's advised him to stay, which smells to me that that he's leaving and he's going to Man City because whenever somebody brings out a comment as as straightforward as that, then you know what I mean. Them two would. If he if he if he leaves if he leaves and he comes to England, there's only one manager he will, he will go and work for, and that is and that would be Pep for me. You know that, um, regardless how well Liverpool are playing and how big Manchester United are and and, and Tottenham's new ground etc. And you know what I mean for me, if he's going to work with another manager because he's he's just he's quite um, loyal and he's quite honest about the way the way that he is, that he'd, he'd go and play for Pep. You know what I mean? It would be it would be a, a monstrous move for any footballer to make and. But also, Sai, part of me thinks that maybe he's he's, he's looking at Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he's seen how successful he's been in his career, moving from country to country, and all the plaudits he's getting. That maybe he's, that he's a little bit like that. That I need to give it a go. I need to prove to everybody, show everybody that I am the best player in the world. And the only 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 probably way to do that is by winning a World Cup, which chances are happening are slim. Um, and or move to a a different country and, and dominate the league like other players have dominated the league and you know what I mean he's no different you know what I mean it will be it be it would be fantastic to see him week in week out and and to be able to focus on um how he played in a in a in, a, in, a, in an English league but you know what I mean I, I don't know until it happens I'll be I'll be very surprised I know I know he's fell out but you know what I mean the amount of money which would be involved in a, any kind of deal transfer fee free transfer wages it would just be astronomical it would be ridiculous yeah, I, d- I don't see it, but the one thing I would say is that whenever people compare the Messi and Ronaldo is you get this, the first thing that people throw pro as a pro Cristiano Ronaldo thing is, well, Ronaldo's done it in Spain, he's done it in England, he's done it in Portugal, he's done it yeah. in Italy now. Yeah. Messi hasn't. Messi's just stayed where he's comfortable yeah. and there's only two, three teams in the league. And there is an aspect of that, but would you know mm. what I would like to see? And I actually think there's a slim chance of it happening. Is I'd, I'd like to see him go to Juventus and yeah. play with Ronaldo and play with because I think that yeah, just play like a yeah. one year. You know, they're at the end of their careers. They're not what they were, but that yeah. could be magic just for oh, one year. That'd be scary. Just to see him play alongside each yeah, other. Yeah, it'd be scary. Yeah, would especially be. when you've got someone like Aaron Ramsey playing in the same team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be just be amazing, wouldn't it? It would be incredible to see him play alongside each other. Uh, Gaz says CR seven better than Messi. I can't can't argue. Can't yeah, argue. I think there's there's pros and cons, isn't there? You know, I mean, we can we can we can argue for and you can argue against it for me. But yeah, it's the stats for me. The stats don't lie, and you know what I mean. Cristiano's stats are just uh, are just ridiculous, ridiculously good Insane. and strong. So yeah. Even going back to his United days, they were just ridiculous. Yeah, the last well, couple of seasons for United, they were just stupid. You got to remember, side didn't but, he? Didn't uh, start. He didn't start straight away as well. You know, he, he took he took his time settling you know, in in England. So, you know what I mean. So imagine if he'd uh, if he'd hit the ground running straight away, so to speak, he'd have been uh, he'd have been unbelievable for him. Well, people mocked him, didn't they, when he first came for all his yeah. stepovers and yeah. the way he, like the way he did the stepovers. Not mocking him no more. Exactly. Well, not for that anyway. No. Um, and moving on to the championship, we'll go into the games now. But um, I just wanted to touch up on this because I've got to say, I am not easily shocked 
I'm not easily like offended. It takes a lot to offend me. Um, and yesterday when I was kind of just flicking through and Twitter and stuff, and someone retweeted a video from the Barnsley Sheffield Wednesday game just after the game. Um, and there was a young lad who was basically 16. He's a vlogger, uh, I believe, of Barnsley, but it may be Sheffield Wednesday, still quote me on that. Uh, and he's, there seems to be some sort of disagreement or scuffles going on. Um, he wasn't throwing any punches in the video. He's not doing anything. He's just kind of on the outskirts of it. He's clear. And by the way, clearly not like one of these 16-year-olds who looks 20. Yeah. He's clearly a kid. And this male police officer comes up behind him and smashes him over the back of the head with, with, a, with, with a his button. truncheon. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And he crack, cracks him over the head. And I tell you what, Andrew, could have killed him. Maybe, yeah, I know. Because he, wasn't, he didn't see it coming. He wasn't expecting it. Never mind the fact that... Um, a lot of people were tweeting like the like truncheons for crowd control. The head and neck are considered red zones yeah. where you only hit you only hit people there and the absolute last resort. So I'm talking knives, bombs, guns, yeah. or if they're you know if they're killing someone, basically where you've got no other option but to you know to knock them out, I suppose, to get them yeah. off. Um, and the noise they made and everything oh, about it, that... it was just sickening and there was pit pictures of the of the gash the gash is like inches wide and yeah. it was needless and if if a football fan well, they're handing out banning orders for getting your bits out but if a football fan done that they'd be looking at nearly probably 10 years in prison yeah yeah that police officer well if it was any other part of the country i'd say he's probably looking at losing his job yeah but because it's in it's the south yorkshire police you just don't know then you i wouldn't be surprised if he gets off with like a warning um it was shocking it, and no, it was that, was that a water sign yeah you've just said it there like the, the the worst thing about the whole thing for me was the noise that you know what i mean regardless regardless what the police officer thinks the lad's going to go and do you know what i mean because he was heading heading towards something or somebody so he's going somewhere even if it's at pace, you know what I mean? Unless unless you believe that he's got some kind of weapon or a knife or anything, you know what I mean? You cannot hit him where you hit him and hit him as hard as you hit him because the noise, it was just, oh, it was, oh, it was, it was just, it was like, it was like somebody's cracked a conquer on the floor. That's what, that's what it sounded like. It was just awful. It was an awful sound. And, you know what I mean? That, 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 Obviously, the the police officer's been been named and shamed all over social media. Um, the young lad's had his um, obviously his head shaved and had his scar obviously sorted out and his and his wound his wound done. But it's just it's just unnecessary over Ellis policing again over Ellis policing, which doesn't you know what I mean, Sai? When when you're on about um, uh, video in the card of Swansea fans and 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 doing that, we obviously we spoke about that before and. It's just it just ruins people's enjoyment of going to games, and people are going to stop doing it. So people are going to stop going to the Yorkshire derbies, the South Wales derbies, the Tyneweir derbies, Middlesbrough, Teesweir derbies. You know, it's just it's just you know what I mean. It's it's surely the police now are, are sensible enough to to have a plan to keep people separate. You know what I mean? When was the last time we had any any major problems against Celtic Rangers? You know, I can't remember the last time it was. You know, what I mean, going back going back years and years and years. There's, there's more problems in the stands at the minute with those kind of games, and and I just think um, the police make just missing the trick where just 
separate before the event and you're not going to get any of this just I mean, honestly, and just any of this just unnecessary, just uh, people getting hurt, and it's just it leaves it leaves a bit of taste in your mouth, and certainly does. Yeah, I know, I agree, mate, and I think it's um, I I got to say, like like I said a couple of times, it it did shock me and it, and it frustrates me because I know people who've who've wrongly been accused by police of doing stuff, and then they they cost them. Their livelihood has caused them problems, caused them, caused them problems in their personal life, in their professional life, because the police have wrongly identified them as doing something. And yeah. then it's only when they've lost their job and and it comes out months later that it wasn't them. Yeah. But they don't, you know, they don't get an apology or a, or a, you know, like a anything like that. This just oh, there you go. This happens. Even Brett Johns, actually, when I spoke to Brett Johns plug for that and scripted and censored check it out ufc star brett johns he goes to the swansea games when he um when he can he goes yeah. to the welsh games he was wrongly identified in a at a welsh game of hitting someone he had to go to like to the police station and he i think i'm pretty sure he said he got arrested um and then it turned it turned out he was wrongly wrongly identified and it's mm. like well, reputation, you know, you know what I mean? It, it, it yeah, you could his... imagine that it cost him his UFC, yeah. UFC contract. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, and getting... Because it was all over the news the next day. Yeah, and all, all it takes I, is, 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 is somebody to get all of that on social media, then it's out there forever. No one can ever take that back. No one can ever take that back. No. Uh, Joy, there you are. Johnny Wish says um, that the lad was, uh, he was with his mum. He was with his mum, yeah. So, just... like, he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't, it just makes it, even, it just, a... just makes it even worse, I. It makes it even worse. It just makes it even, you know what I mean? It's, 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 obviously, he was, there, he was there to do what he, what he enjoyed doing and talk about yeah, games. And, you know what I mean? So, yeah, not nice. Very disappointing. Yeah, not nice. Um, and I agree with that as well. Uh, I think sometimes uh, Johnny Wish says that uh, football fans are a fair game for police officers to have a, a little dig at. Um, yeah, and I, think I do that, think, I think that I, I think I think that goes on cipher. Um, we're on about in Europe, international football that people enjoy. Um, England fans going away, Welsh fans going away, Scottish fans going away because to go there in the numbers, Champions League teams going away in numbers, and and just you just know there's going to be you just know there's going to be people trying to cause trouble for football fans in order to cause trouble. It's just. It's, it's, it's like it's already set up and it's just such a shame because they're all going there for a reason. They're all going there to watch a game of football and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. You shouldn't go to a game site and come back via the hospital or worse. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. I, I completely agree. Um, and unfortunately, far too many people over the, you know, the past few years have gone to football and not come back. Yeah. Um, there was a Welsh fan, uh, Mikey Dye, who was uh, punched by a, an England fan and he tragically lost his life uh, outside mm-hmm. Wembley, uh, you know, a few years ago. Um, it's just it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but let's be clear, you know, this lad, from everything we know, from everything which people have said from the video, uh, he wasn't involved in any fighting. He wasn't. There's no evidence to suggest that he's any sort of hooligan. He's a vlogger. He's 16. Um, it was from behind. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't 
you know, attacking anyone. He wasn't doing anything like that. It was needless. It was over the top, and it was could have killed him. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a reason why the head injuries are, you know, so vigorously protected everywhere, whether it's combat sports or uh, or mm. elsewhere, because of the damage that it can do so quickly and yeah. long to and long term as well. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I know there was one other thing which you wanted to talk about uh, in terms of any other business, but I think what we'll do, mate, is we'll leave that one. That's fine. Uh, maybe either till the end of the show or we'll leave uh, it till next I'm week. Happy to, maybe. No, I'm happy to do it next week, mate. Because uh, we just spent a lot of time on that. But that's yeah. okay. Uh, okay, so guys, um, as usual, you guys get to vote for the, the main three featured games. Uh, we put the polls out on Saturday on Twitter. I'm going to start putting them out on Facebook as well. Um, I just need to make sure I can find a way to link them because I don't want to have to total up two different sets of polls. Um, this week, the the polls were in, and the, the first game is Bristol City 1, Birmingham City 3, which was Friday night's game. Um, yeah, well, not, a, not a, a fantastic start aside for Championship football again that... Um, you know what I mean? I fully expected Bristol City being on a really good run. Um, obviously, spent a little bit of money. Well, spent quite a lot of money in the um, in the in the window just just gone, uh, and they got off to an absolutely fabulous start by a mistake by Roberts, who gifted a um, obviously an early opportunity to to Bristol City. And then I, I fully expected side Bristol City to go on there, and dominate the game, and go and beat them three, four, maybe more. Uh, but then all of a sudden, it just became the Birmingham City show, and uh, I thought Bella was absolutely fantastic. I thought Bellingham was really unlucky not to get a goal. And I thought Hogan was just running riot up top. And uh, for, for for Birmingham to still be um, as, as as good they are, as, as good as they are from the season they've had previously and uh, the really young squad they've got, um, it's just a credit to, to them and their manager because the, 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 for me, they the, the should have been ahead probably before um, they went ahead after 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, Hogan got the equaliser on 23 and then what, Weinman scored a... Quite a strange own goal from a cross, but just Bristol City really struggled from every cross. They struggled from crosses, they struggled from um, corners. They just couldn't really get out of, of where they wanted to be. And I thought Bristol City was just all over the place and, and not like they have been in, in previous weeks. And, and especially over, we've, we've, we've given them a lot of praise, Si, over the last, what, month or so, because they've really picked up a little bit. And second half, they should have got level. Um, they missed an absolute sitter um, just before Jukovic scored his. Um, is his goal and, and Birmingham's third, but I thought his goal was outstanding. That he, he led the line really well. Defenders bounced off him, and then he he's an absolutely fantastic finish to put them put the game to bed. But for me, Birmingham fully deserved that 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 result, and it just shows how how far they've come because they are cons- inconsistent, Si. But you know what I mean. But for Birmingham City to be where they are in the league is is absolutely fantastic because they've got such a young young side and. Um, and and long may it continue because you know I mean we I, I was worried about them at the start of the season and um, and rightly so but the players that they've, that they've got the way that, that the new managers got them playing I think they've been uh, been a credit to the championship really yeah spot on mate Birmingham like you said they they got such a young squad and to be playing the way they have played this year is is unbelievable yeah um, to to be as consistent as they have. Because I think we said in the preview show or one of the early shows at the start of the season that we expected them to have games where they would play really well, but then they probably wouldn't be able to get that consistency going to make a real run of it. But they've got the talent that if you told them, told us at the end of the season they were in the playoffs, you wouldn't be surprised. Um, 
and they, they I think that's been a fairly accurate assessment. Yeah. They so haven't listen, been able to pick up. Sign, listen, you know, I mean, we're on about good sides, you know what I mean? That Preston blew everybody away at the start of the season, they've scored 45 goals. Birmingham have scored 40 goals, which shows that, that, that they've, had a really good, they've had a really good start of the season. The problem is defensively, they've let 48 goals in, and you know what I mean? You can't legislate for that, and that's why, that's why that they can't get any further up than mid table, 15th in the league. But you know what I mean? They've got 40 points, there's a big gap between 11 points between the bottom three, and for me, I, I, I can just see them just comfortably guiding guiding themselves to safety towards the end of the season and then, and then, and then looking, looking on towards for next season, really. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, it's not just Bellingham as well. They've got some, uh, they got a, f- a few good players. Um, Bristol City, now I've been quite harsh on Bristol City this year because they've got a massive squad They've spent a load of cash, and they still don't seem to be able to to get it together enough to to get a run of games where they're picking up points on a consistent consistent basis. I don't know whether that's down to the manager. I don't know whether it's the mentality in the squad or what, or the balance is not right. I'm not quite sure what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But but there's I, there's a problem there, and I don't see them getting going up. And I. Not convinced they're going to get the playoffs either. If they don't get in the playoffs, side for me, the manager's got to go because the amount of money that they've spent and the size of the squad they've got—it's a massive underachievement. And you know what I mean? It, just the just the Naki Well signing in January window—it's a huge statement to for them to push on and 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 go at the next level. But he hasn't started a game since he since he signed. He's but he's had three games on the bench, and yes, they've they've been on a good run. Um, but they weren't on a good run before he signed. That's why they brought him in. So it's sometimes that it raises people's performance levels. It it gets other players going. But for me, they need to get it right because the manager's under severe pressure there. And I think some of his reactions, some of his interviews after the game are, are a telltale sign that he's struggling a little bit. Yeah, I, he's a bit of a dick, to be honest. This <laughs> um, is. Um, I just wanted to say, Ian, I haven't forgotten about you. Met, uh, your po- your or your met comment. I'm going to come back to it at the end of the show, but uh, yeah, it is a nice cup. cup. It is a lovely cup. It's podcast. Oh. Um, but I'll come back to that later on. Um, also, uh, where did I just see a comment? I think it was Johnny Wish, maybe, or it might have been Gaz. Yeah, I don't know yeah it, was, it was. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Johnny Wish said that Birmingham need to keep hold of Bellingham and the other young players. Yeah, they do. Um, it's going to be a massive issue for them if they lose those young players because they their squad is based around having this young core. And if you lose someone like Bellingham, who's the, the heart of that, it's going to be an issue. Just but, you know, they've just lost their two biggest best strikers, and you just can't see where they're going to no, how they're going to be able to get any sort of form together. No, you can't. And, and to be fair, the, the, the only the only saving grace I thought in uh, in the January window is is, is Jude Bellingham would have would have got sold, uh, but loaned back for at least the rest of the season. But that didn't happen, which is great for Birmingham, you know, Birmingham City. But if it happens in the summer, I can't see him getting um, loaned back to Birmingham. I think I can see him getting a transfer and then getting loaned to another side uh, of whoever's decision that may be because you know what I mean people want the players to play at the top level and play for the best sides and and push on to be a success and you know what I mean that they don't want the players stuck in mid table etc so you know in Birmingham we've got some 
some improvements to make just so they can keep all of the best players side because players want to win things and be um, and be progressive themselves. And at the minute, Birmingham are doing great, but you know what I mean. These kind of players want to go to the next level as well. Yeah, one thing I'll say from a Welsh point of view, Ashley Williams last couple of weeks has looked back to looking more like the player he was previously. Yeah, uh, I did wonder whether Isaiah he was ever going to get back to that form, and he does does seem seem to be playing more like that. Um, and one of the best chances Bristol had actually was from his little dink ball over the top, uh, and Diadu just wasted the opportunity. Yeah, it was an ex- excellent, excellent chance. And, that, and then things are it's fine margin side that, you know, that goes in. They're probably going to win the game, but it doesn't go in. And Jugovic goes up the other end and goes and gets the goal. And it's so dis- disheartening for for the players, for supporters, for everybody, everybody involved. But at the end of the day, you've got to take your chances. It's fine margins, you've got to take them. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Um, do you think, like, Bristol would have gone third uh, if they'd won this game, do you think Bristol will go up when you look at the form uh, of the other teams? No, no, personally, I don't say. I think there's too many teams up towards the top end of the table who um, have got more, probably more in the locker than Bristol City have got, and they've got more consistency. I look at Fulham, Fulham are on a, on a wave at the minute, which, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know if it'll, I don't know when it'll stop or if it'll stop. Brentford are, are pushing along nicely. Nottingham Forest had a great result of the weekend against, um, obviously, Leeds United. Uh, West Brom won in difficult conditions uh, away from home against a good side. So, you know what I mean? There's, there's five already of the top six. So, it's it's difficult. You know what I mean? And you've got sides in the playoffs who, you know what I mean? Notoriously, Si, you're going to get you, you get um, a side who, um, who push the playoffs all the way and, and, and notoriously go up. So, um, we'll just have to wait and see because there's always a team who gets in the playoffs last minute. Could it be Cardiff? Could it be someone else? And you know, I mean, they're going into the conf- they're going to the playoffs pretty confident instead of a Leeds United, for example, who might finish third or fourth. They're going to go into the playoffs a little bit concerned, a little bit worried with form and, and the way that players have dipped. Yeah, uh, Gaz says Lee Johnson's overrated. Um, he's not, had, he's not had a very good thing, is also he's not, had, he's not had a very good season this season, you know, what I mean, in terms of. For me, the amount of money they spent, I fully expected them to be pushing all of the way. You know what I mean? That they probably spent more than more money than Leeds United like, by a country mile. You know what I mean? They got a bigger squad than Leeds United, but they just there's oh something, yeah, by a there's, lot. I would have thought there's something not clicking. There's something massively not clicking. And you look at um, look at a side like Preston North End. You know the, the difference between uh, the league tables, for example. What Bristol City in um, seventh place, Preston. A, a place above them, you know what I mean? That Preston, yes, they might be overachieving a little bit, but league tables don't lie. And at the minute, Bristol City massively underachieving. Yeah. Next up is uh, Luton Town zero, Cardiff City one. Um, to be honest, I, I've I've seen uh, I watched most of the game uh, and I was um, concerned to say the least because. We were being on about for ages I, about how slow Cardiff City start, how um, we give um, other sides an opportunity to get the foothold in the game. And, and to be honest, um, Luton should have been ahead. I thought Cardiff was sloppy in the first half. They should have been behind. But for some, I'll call it wasteful shooting because, you know what I mean, just, the, the players look like they rushed the shots or 
the, the, the lacked massive confidence Luton Town in front of goal. And, you know, I mean, especially the first half, they, they dominated most of the game, um, as I say, in the box. Um, I still thought second half, Picard, Cardiff started to become a lot more, a lot more dangerous to got the ball out wide a little bit more. I thought Joe Bennett down the left was was outstanding, getting in some dangerous areas, putting some very good crosses in. I thought Ward, he, he should have scored. He missed a, he missed a good one-on-one. Um, but then all of a sudden, because it just becomes a lead home in the show again, Si, you know what I mean? We can't say anything better and more about him because you know what I mean the way the way yeah, what we got what late in the game 86 87th minute you get you grab the game by the scuff of the neck and you just pass the ball in the in the back of the net and it's just it's just a wonderful finish um, but then even still say that Luton probably should have got an equalizer after Cardiff scored and that's my concern that if if Cardiff are going to want to achieve and get in the playoffs they've got to be putting sides like Luton town to bed you know what I mean I heard Neil House's interview about um that they've got some They've so got some games coming up against uh, teams who are below them, who are fighting against relegation. And if they've got any aspirations, they, sh- they should be winning these kind of games. And I agree, but it's it's the way that they're winning them. You know what I mean? They're, you know what I mean? Luton have, are on a really bad run. And, you know what I mean? They're, they're not really scoring goals at the minute like they did at the start of the season. They're letting a lot of goals in. And, and to be honest, they, they probably should have took something from the game on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but... My point will be always be is he's picking the team, he's picked, he's doing the tactics. Um, and I noticed it in the Reading game where I went to the ground to watch. Um, particularly his tactics are so negative and so he's the team plays slowly, yeah. Um, they don't press, they, they don't press as a team, and very often you have the likes of Danny Ward or Callum Patterson who are pressing at the front. They turn around and the rest of the team is on the halfway line or deeper. Yeah. And they're getting frustrated because they're isolated. Yeah. Um, that comes from the manager. That's that's not the players. Now, I'm not saying this is the best card of City side that we've ever had. That I believe that the defenders, the central defenders that Card City have are good enough to automatically. Oh, but 100%. for whatever reason, what Whatever reason they're not performing to the level have done previously, yeah. are capable of, and yeah. that's not just for Harris. As much as I would love to say it, because I'm not a fan. That's they weren't doing it under Warnock. In fact, in some slight ways, we've been better defensively under Harris. Yeah, which again is strange in itself. But mm. Cardiff have got problems. And I got to say, if they somehow jammily get into the playoffs and go up, I'd be amazed. But, you know, I'll be happy. But there's at least five teams which are far superior to yeah. Cardiff City at the moment. Well, so I look, I look at games and, 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 and sides who, I'll, I'll use Nottingham Forest as an example, you know what I mean? They, they dominated a game on Saturday against one of the best sides in the league, you know what I mean? So if you're playing against a side of that calibre in the playoffs and you're sitting back and you're, and you're waiting and waiting and waiting, and the it, terminology like like boxing that you're stuck on the on the ropes and you can't get off, and you know, I mean, sooner or later you're going to get hit with a sucker punch and you're going to be down, and you can't you can't wait for that to happen. You've got to go for these these chances don't come along too often. You know what I mean? Cardiff have got an opportunity now to get in the playoffs. The only way to get in the playoffs is by winning football matches. So they've got to go for the jugular. They've got to go and try and win games. And then if they get in the playoffs, they've done it by winning games and going for games instead of sitting and hoping that they're going to win. Um, so for me, they've got to, they've just got to, got to go for it. They, you know, you know, just, just the games that I've watched, 
it's it just it just lacks excitement. You know what I mean? The, there's a slow start in the first half, and that's been that's been and we've been speaking about this for oh probably for months. You know, since he took over, since the Charlton Athletic game, the first game of the season from from when Neil Lewis took over, um, but and we've always spoke. Well, I've always spoke about how second half is is, is a lot better, is a lot brighter because we, we we the the, the players are coming out with a different mentality. But for me, there's got to be something massively wrong with that because it's, it's, it shouldn't be happening week in week out because teams are gonna teams can smell blood at times and teams are just gonna go at you and put you to bed before half time and then it's too late because. You don't always get a chance to get back from uh, from being 2-0 down. You know what I mean? Cardiff have done it too many times this season. That's probably what's going to cost them. If you look at the the fixes at the end of the season or results at the end of the season and, and you think, right, we should have got an extra two points there or extra point here or, you know what I mean? And We shouldn't be living a, a season by regrets. And, you know what I mean? They've got to go for games from, from, from minute one to, to minute 70, 80, 90, 95 because that's the only way to do it in the championship side. The team who are always successful and the teams who always go up are teams who go and attack, attack, attack. Yeah, and I, do you know what I would love to see, mate? I'd love to see the statistics of uh, if you take Lee Tomlin out of the side, how many less points Carter City would have. Yeah, great show, Because that. it's, you know, the without him, they just look dreadful. Yeah. They look la- bereft of ideas. They've yeah. got no creativity whatsoever. Yeah. And he's also scoring goals as well as creating them. Yeah. Glatzel, if I was Glatzel, I'd be infuriated because uh, every time he plays, they don't put any crosses into the box. And then the second he goes off, they start whipping balls in left, right and centre. Yeah. I... I be infuriated because yeah. whenever he's up, when he's whenever he's up front, they're playing it into his feet, uh, or they're playing it like for him to run onto, and he's not fast enough to get onto the end of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, tactics—that's the manager. That's not. Um, you got to play your strengths, and I don't. I don't think. I don't. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't, I don't the, the club. The, 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 they're not playing. They're not playing the strengths. You know what I mean? They're not. We said. We said they're probably the, the the club's probably two centre forwards, good centre forwards away from. Really pushing and really having a good go this season, but you know, I mean, you've got to spend money to do that. You know, what I mean, you're not going to get it by um, by young players or by bringing loan players, and you've got to go for it. And you know, what I mean, it's it's, it's the proof in the pudding. You know, what I mean, the, there's no point having a having a wasted season and and thinking we'll go for it next year because teams are coming down, teams are coming up. There's, the, the championship's going to get harder and harder and harder each year. Oh yeah, they're gonna. It's going to be some big boys coming down uh, mm. next year. Yeah. Um, one of the few players who's coming out with some credit this year uh, is Alex Smithies. I think yeah. he's been excellent since being yeah, he's done great. restored to the side. Yeah, made some uh, good Joe saves. Bennett has also been decent as well. Yeah, I, th- I thought Alex made some really good saves. He, he spread himself uh, a couple of times where all he can do is is is, is save what's in front of him or put, or put players off. You know what I mean? When he made himself big, especially in the first half, he did it a couple of times and. He put the put the centre forward off and skied it over the over the crossbar a couple of times and you know what I mean he's 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 kept keeping a very 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 good goalkeeper out the side so um, you know he must be doing something right indeed yeah I mean you know how much money was uh, what's that uh, I've forgotten his name Etheridge uh, Etheridge <laughs> uh, you know how how many teams were bidding I think at one point the, the, there was rumours of like ten million. Quick. Yeah, massive, massive money. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I'm sure when, when oh. Villa got promoted last year, before they signed Tom Heaton, they were 
they wanted to sign him. You know what I mean? I think it was only the hamstring injury, the injury, what what, what he picked up that caused a yeah. scuppered his chances of probably moving before the the window at the start of the season. So it's you know what I mean. I it, I think I think having two really good goalkeepers helps push both Absolutely. each each other. Yeah. You know that you know I mean I'm I'm going back from my own experience that when you've got somebody like Ernie and Thorny and Leo and you've got other centre forwards, Gavin Gordon, you're getting lads to push you and push you and push you. So when you're playing, you look you look around and thinking. Right, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to raise it here because I've got people breathing down my neck, and it's it can only be a good thing competition-wise. But when you're not playing, it's and um, it's going to be hard for Etheridge to get back in. I see. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll probably go at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's get to the to the bottlers. Oh my lord! Uh, next Sorry. up, Forest two leads nil. I got to get it in. I got to get the scoreline in because I can feel you're getting you're going to go now. I just, I just, I, honestly, I've never, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I have a lot of Leeds, Leeds fans on social media, a lot of Leeds fans in general, and, and I just, I, it's the same week in, week out, season after season. They just get to a level and they just can't, they just can't handle the pressure. You know what I mean? That they've, uh, Bielsa came out in his interview and, and, and was, it says that the, the players didn't bottle it. You know what I mean? If they didn't bottle that game, from, from the start to finish, it was, it was just uh, an awful performance, you know what I mean? I'll get, there's one thing I probably will say, Si. It's a worse time to play a game after Blackburn have just been beaten on by Fulham. Brentford have just won against Middlesbrough. So they're going into a game knowing that, that they've got to get a result and they've got to try and win. Um, uh, Forrest started the brighter. I thought they should have probably had at least one penalty off a corner. Um, maybe maybe they could have had two uh, just before Sammy Obi scored with a great finish near post. I think the, the goalkeeper wasn't Expecting it, but I thought it was a really good finish um, by Amiobi. Uh, Leeds came back into the game second half, but just couldn't really cope with Joel Lolly breaking away. His pace was absolutely phenomenal. You know what I mean? He, he glides with the ball. He he just he just he just runs with it, which takes a pressure off the back four. Um, uh, and Lewis grabbing how, how he didn't score with the one where oh. if people are seeing it. The, goal, the goalkeeper's on the floor, and he still managed to hit him. So. You know, what I mean, Lewis has been fantastic all season. He, he was in my downs last week for a missing a penalty and having a having a, a an off day. But you know, what I mean, he led the line really well. He he, he dominated the game, which give a Amiobis, a Joel Lollies, the Cashes. He give them an opportunity to to, to run the game. And um, Samba made a, a very good save um, just before the second goal to keep the minute. It was well touch and go. I think it was half and half. It was a little bit it was in, uh, but the full ball wasn't over the line. Um, but um, then Joel Lolly broke away, and it was his, his unselfishness to give it to Walker for the goal. Is just it just shows what Forest are all about. It's a team team game, um, but they've, they've beaten probably well one of the one of the best sides in the league, if not if not the best. And it wasn't it was very comfortable, and I'm I'm, I'm worried a little bit for Leeds side because I just I don't know I don't know if they've got it in them to to turn it around because Fulham are breathing down the neck, Forest are breathing down the neck. Um, we've got. Um, what else have we got? Brentford, Forest, Fulham, West Brom running away. Do you know what I mean? It's it's going to be difficult for them to to stop um, teams catching them with the gap. What 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 was it? Was it was what twelve points? And then you look now. You know what I mean? With goal difference on on some of the sides, it's it must be difficult for Leeds fans to take. But the best side won on the on the on the night. Yeah, I don't want to do Forest a disservice. I thought. Uh... They were very, very good. Uh, Lewis Grabham, not sure what's going on with him. Since no. January, he no. has not looked the same in terms of his finishing. 
Um, and that finish was a really weird one because like, the keeper was on the floor. So he yeah. literally just had to look up and place it yeah. anywhere. Yeah. But he just, something wasn't right. Mm. And I felt like that for the last couple of weeks. He just hasn't, he hasn't looked himself. Um, yeah, well, well, he was in my downs last week, Cypher. It wasn't his penalty miss. It was it was the, the easier chances he missed and his, his, his lacking of confidence. But Saturday just... He, he could have put it left. He could have put it right. He could have, he could have put a bit of elevation on it. But he, 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 put, he put the ball to the goalkeeper. The only place the goalkeeper was. I just found it very strange because he's better than that. He's, he's far better than that. We spoke, we spoke about him. If he led, if he led Leeds', Leeds attack... Um, we would, I think they would, they would probably be pushing all the way for promotion. So, you know what I mean? Like walking away with the league, he's, he he can be that good. I'll yeah, just do no, it I for, agree. for um, Richie. Yeah, evening, Richie. Evening, yeah, Richie. Uh, so yeah, I, one thing I'll say about Leeds is at the start of the season, uh, a few people mentioned to me that maybe I was being a bit too, uh, I was building up Glick. A bit too much and saying you know there's other players in the team or he's not as good as that but but he was he was running the game every game yeah. um what i didn't realize is that he moved in january where did he go because he ain't i don't know i'm joking mate. he just he just he may as well have he just he's not he's not having the same impact he's yeah. just he's just not everything but, which he was doing in the early part of the season so what's that down to, Sai? Is that is that down to a manager? Not because what, what what I'm hearing what, what, when I speak to people about about Leeds is is not having a plan B. You know that they, they, they've gone down the Bamford route of same formation, Bamford, Bamford, Bamford. They brought Augustine in, um, who he came on. He, he looked all right. He put himself about, but I think they need more than that. You know what I mean? Are they going to play them both together? Is that the long term? Is that the long term plan and change the formation and change the whole philosophy of the season? I just it's 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 a it's an interesting one because you know what I mean the 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 manager seems seems extremely stubborn at times um, and if he if he decides to change the whole philosophy of his season around and play the two centre forwards instead of the one or he plays Augustine and he doesn't play um, Paddy Bamford I'll be very interesting because he's he's been extremely loyal extremely loyal to Paddy Bamford this season um when he probably shouldn't have been because he's lost too, a very too loyal. He's lost a very good centre forward, uh, which has gone back to Arsenal. Um, you know what I mean, where at times when he didn't score for what I don't think he scored for what, ten, twelve games. So, you know what I mean? It, it's this isn't just something that's happened overnight. You know what I mean? There's been a an accumulation of games. You know what I mean? They got beat by QPR, um, the drew a Cardiff after being through you know what I mean? You can go back to uh, to a couple of months ago, and and, and start looking at the at the cracks appearing. You know, what I mean, this isn't just this isn't just happened overnight. Yeah, um, I think a lot. It must be nerves. Look, I just think that the those same players who were ripping teams apart at the start of the season are not confident that the defense behind them is going to keep the door closed. Yeah, and that's causing a lot of anxiety and problems throughout the team. Because Leeds' defence in the last uh, two or three games has been shocking yeah. with a capital S. But I will say, just like Swansea before, uh, playing against Cardiff seems to have been the, 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 the start of their bad run. They surrendered that 3-0 lead to Cardiff City and they have not been able to recover. Yeah, but um, you just said you just said that's that psychological. 
You've just said that side about the about the defence. You know what I mean? That it's been all over the place. I'm going back start of the season side when they they they'd let something like nine goals in in about. 17 games and, and the defence was phenomenal. You know what I mean? They've now let 29 in. You know what I mean? So they're looking at now, on average, about a goal a game. That's too much for a side who's who, 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 as good as Leeds. You know what I mean? How good Leeds were. You know what I mean? They're letting far too many goals in and, and, and letting Leeds slip and um, and just being dominated in the games that they need to win. You know, if they'd have, if they'd have beat the teams in and around them, you know what I mean? They, they make their own little mini-league um, then the league would be different because I think teams who are fighting for their life down the bottom of the league side, what, what they got beat by Wigan um, last week uh, at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, yeah. beat, they beat Millwall. They beat Millwall after being three two, uh, being two and all down. They got beat at QPR the week before. They got beat by Sheffield Wednesday the week before that. Um, and they drew with West Brom the, 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 the Friday before that. So they've had a really, really tough, tough time. They played some very good sides, but every game is going to be a tough game now. No one's going to be scared to go and play Leeds United anymore. Yeah, just to finish off, I wanted to read through some uh, some stats. So, Leeds decline in numbers. Since beating Hull City to earn their seventh successive victory on the 10th of December, Leeds have won just twice in the championship. Um, they have trailed at some stage in eight of the last nine games since Cardiff City came from 3-0 down to draw on the 14th of December. Uh, prior to that, Leeds had trailed on only four occasions in 22 games in the league. They've conceded first in every match they've played in 2020. Well, the last time they scored first was on the 29th of December uh, in a 5-4 uh, win in, against Birmingham. Birmingham. They haven't kept, haven't kept a clean sheet in 10 games. Uh, ten, in the 10 matches before that, they kept seven and conceded only three goals. And they've now failed to score in four of their last five matches, having only hit a blank on three occasions in the 26 games prior to that. Those those stats are quite scary, really. That they're not, That's not a form of a, a team in looking to get to the Premier League because I'm going back probably around Christmas time when they played um, Arsenal in the FA Cup in the first half. I thought they were... Oh, well, they were... They were like Real Madrid. They were, they were hitting the crossbar. They were, they were ripping Arsenal to, to bits. And then all of a sudden, since that game, it just hasn't worked out for them. You know, I don't know what I don't know what it what it's been. If um, is it a confidence thing? Is it is it a bottling thing? Is it is it the teams have worked them out a little bit that the that the, the they've worked out the formation, so the tactics are a little bit more. Are, the, are all the teams more adaptable during the game? You know what I mean? Is does is does Bielsa need that plan B? You know, like Leeds fans, I'd love you to come and tell us what. What the problem is and what you think that what what you believe the problem is because from outsiders looking in we look at the result we look at the performance a little bit we we see the highlights and for me I, I, I watched the game and I thought I thought Forest massively dominated the game deserved 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 the three points but last week against Wigan yes missed chances get have a lot of possession but there's got to be something fundamentally wrong at the minute because those stats what you just said their side don't lie they don't lie and. The league table's not lying anymore. The gap's been massively chalked up, and um, and now they've got some good sides who are chasing them, who who don't look like they're gonna they're gonna falter at the minute. Mm. It's uh, that's not uh, that's not even bottling it. That's or getting nervous. That's completely capitulating. They had a thirteen point lead yeah. at the top of the table at one point. Yeah. Um, so, 
and now you think are they going to even make the playoffs? No, that's the thing, Sal. You know what I mean? That, that they've got to they've got to change their fortune on very quickly because if they end up in the playoffs, it's going to be hard for them to raise their game in a playoff scenario or situation to to play against some sides who are in form against them, who are going into games not scared or intimidated. You know what I mean? They'll still remember the the derby game from the playoffs last year. Still be still be rife yeah. in people's memory. So you know what I mean? These these things, the the mental scars, the they're still there, you know what I mean? They are still there, and you know what I mean. The players have got to overcome this, and with the supporters' help, with the manager's help, but they need to do it very quickly because it'll be a disaster for the football club if they don't achieve what they've set out for this season. It's worrying, mate. It's we're really worrying. Um, sorry, I was just looking at what Johnny wished yeah, so, yeah, said. So the, that, yeah. Yeah, YouTube so numbers are going up and down. Yeah. No, I don't know. They, um, I don't know what it is. Um, so, guys, we're going to move on to the the, the rest of the championship games now. But uh, just to let you know, uh, today's show is brought to you by Away Day Apparel. You can visit Away Day Apparel, Away Day Apparel code on UK latest clothes and offers with some big thing, big things planned for 2020. Definitely worth following them on Twitter at Away Day Apparel or Instagram at Away Day underscore Apparel. And uh, as a special treat. For listeners and viewers of Ace Podcast Nation, if you use code AA Podcast Nation, you'll get 10% off all orders uh, and use that code. It's uh, case sensitive, all lowercase, AA Podcast Nation, and you get 10% off all orders. Okay, so let's move on. We spent so much time on any other business today. We're a little behind in time, but the joys of being our own thing is we can go as long or as short as we want. And uh, I had um, some 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 an agency for, uh, contact me the other day. Did I tell you that? No, I probably shouldn't have told you that during the live show. But there we go. <laughs> yeah, quite interesting. Good. There we go. But yeah, so maybe Johnny Wish will get his wish, as it were. See what I did there? Yeah, I like that. And uh, playing with playing with, we'll playing end, with up the the, I end up on end up on a radio. Yeah, maybe, but we don't need to be on the radio. We don't need the radio. Don't need these those people telling us what to do and say. Oh, Goodness me. Um, okay, so we've covered Cardiff's boring tactics. We've covered Birmingham's youthful exuberance. We've covered Leeds bottling it, and now we're going to talk about Wigan one, Preston two, and I'll tell you what. The, the goals which Preston scored in this game were an absolute delight. Yeah, the worst side. Just the football at the player. They look back to the best side. They're like, what, the um, six unbeaten. Um, you know what I mean? Wigan got a good result last week uh, against Leeds United. So not a not a, probably a, a place that, that, that Preston wanted to go. Local derby, you know. So it was it was, um, it was was a very good performance, first, first and foremost. And the result followed. You know what I mean? The, the goal, the first goal where Daniel Johnson... Found himself free on the left hand side, and he he crossed the ball to Barkers, and who just oh, smashed it home. It was great, and then and then then the two linked up again uh, in the second half to to set up Danny Johnson, who cut inside on his left foot and and smashed it home. And and you know what? They fully deserved fully deserved the three points. You know that um, I thought Wigan were were climbing out of it, and uh, and 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 they obviously changed changed the fortunes a little bit. But this will this will be a setback. It'll hurt them a little bit. 
Uh, but they've just got to go again. They've got to they've got to dust themselves down and you know what I mean and take the positives out of the game. They played against a very good side who, who were good going forward and uh, and they created a couple of chances themselves. Scored a, scored a, a, a half decent goal. You know what I mean a bit of a uh, bit of a ricochet left, right, and centre. But you know what I mean they, they can probably still see Charlton in the grasps. You know what I mean Charlton are dropping a little bit um, like a storm, but they need to they need to catch them. What is a four point gap between them? The the, the two the, the two ahead of them. Uh, had two fantastic results, so we're going to just got to we've got to look after themselves and try and get out of that bottom three because it's going to be difficult um, because there's so many teams in and around there who uh, who are on form at the, at, the, at the minute. Yeah, Wigan have been in good, really good form. Um, yeah, they haven't always got the reward for their for their for their play. Um, I thought Preston were excellent and. Um, like we discussed, we we both tipped them for relegation, uh, and you know they're showing us up. But I really want to see them go on because I feel like next season is going to be really hard for all clubs who don't make the playoffs this year, yeah. or who just miss out. All those clubs who don't get there, they're going to have problems next year because the the teams coming down are going to be massive. Um, they're also going to have problems, side because Barkhazen, for example, has had a fantastic season. Are you going to be able to keep yeah, hold of him? Daniel yeah, Johnson's yeah. having a great season. Are you going to be able to keep hold of him? Because you've got sides coming down, sides coming up. People are going to pay a little bit more money than Preston do. You know what I mean? They're not a massive club. You know what I mean? They're, they're not renowned on uh, on paying a lot of money and, 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 and spending fortunes on players. So it's going to be a difficult one for them if they do. If they do. Get in the playoffs and, and miss out, you know what I mean? And, and they had a really good start, side, so I really do hope they can sustain it. A, a just to make me and you look stupid, which would, which would be great. Uh, and B because 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 they deserve it because they've had such a such a really good start. They fell off a little bit, uh, but they've managed to managed to turn the fortunes around. And when we say that about Leeds United, you know what I mean? It wasn't us being disrespectful and and, and things. It shows if 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 sides can do it by 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 hook or by crook or by working hard or by changing the tactics then or just bringing in the odd player you know that since Scott Sinclair signed their fortunes have changed around so you know maybe it's something just great, something little great, something great. little just change tactics so it's uh, you know what I mean sometimes it's uh, it's the little things what, what can turn the season around yeah great signing and um, i got to say I thought uh, the first first goal Preston scored was outstanding team goal yeah, yeah um, it was. but yeah Barkhausen, I can't see him staying. Oh, he's had a great season. Even if they go up, I don't see him staying. I think he's been... Because um, holding midfield such a specialised position that I just feel like top clubs will be after him. Yeah. Because there's not that many... You know, like um, like when just after uh, McAlealy came on, like just after he sort of retired, there was a few... Yeah, um, you know, around at the very top of the game, and there was it was like the in thing. But um, last couple of years, there's not as many, mm. um, and I just think that. Sorry, I just had a worrying notification about my Microsoft account. Uh, hopefully, it won't cause any issues though. Um, so let's move on to the the next game. Um, we obviously we mentioned the incident after the game for this one um, with the young lad who was hit by a policeman over the back of the head. Yeah. But uh, the actual game finished one-one between Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday, and we talk about Leeds bottling it. 
Sheffield Wednesday have been all over the place these yeah. last few weeks. Yeah, they have signed. Obviously, they've um, obviously made a couple of signings. They signed Josh Windass, they signed Connor Wickham. Um, they obviously changed changed the way that they play a little bit with obviously new signings coming in. And uh, they took the lead through Josh Windass. Very good goal. I thought it was a really neat and tidy finish. Um, but then you can't legislate for a goalkeeping mistake from um, from the goalkeeper from uh, Dawson. It was just uh, it's just inexcusable, really. And it just gave Corley Woodrow, who's had a, having, a, having a very good season. Um, but the manager said at the full-time side, they're not in a position they can afford to drop points and, and draw games. They have to start winning football matches. They create so many chances. You know, Dawson had a, um, had a fantastic game, apart from, obviously, the... The, the mistake he did for the goal, but at the end of the day, Barnsley have to start winning games. You know that 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 yes, they're down the bottom, but they're, they're, they're scoring enough goals. It's the fifty-seven goals have let in. It's just it caused them a, a massive concern and a massive problem. And you know that this was this broke the duck a little bit because they've they've lost the last uh, four before that. But they need to start winning football matches. And Sheffield Wednesday, I don't know what's going on there because I can't see them turning it around and being and being able to uh, to catch a chasing pack because there's too many players. Um, too many teams, sorry, who were, who, were, who were playing a lot better than Sheffield Wednesday are at the minute. Yeah, they. Um, do you think it, it coincides with the fact that when Stephen Fletcher, you remember over Christmas where he just he didn't all play. of a sudden wasn't in the team? He didn't play for after Ill, he'd scored. Illness, illness, apparently. And then Jordan Rhodes, Jordan Rhodes got a hat trick at Nottingham Forest. They beat them 4 0. They went away to Leeds United, they won 2 0. Comfortably, and then all of a sudden, there's just it's since those two games. I don't, I don't know what's happened. I don't know if, if, if there's been a fallout. If there's something that we don't that people don't know about, but there's there's something not right because it's 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 been a disastrous um, turn of the year really for for Sheffield Wednesday because you know what I mean that you take the you take the mistake out the game side, they probably win that game one nil two nil and probably go on and but end of the day, you know what I mean? It happens, unfortunately, and it's, it's, it's cost them because one goal's just not enough and Barnsley kept knocking at the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door and eventually they got the, got the rewards. Indeed. Uh, Johnny Wish says Cardiff should sign Cody Woodrow. That's Good not, shot. It's not a bad shot, yeah. But he's the sort of player they need. They need pace. Uh, yeah. I've got to say, they just need pace. Yeah. Um, next up, Blackburn nil, Fulham one. Yeah, Mitrovic since we've twentieth uh, goal of the season. Since we tipped uh, Blackburn to uh, uh, Blackburn to get promoted. Yeah, I know. No. Uh, kiss of death. Uh, they've, they haven't won in two, uh, but I think he's outside. They got away at Middlesbrough, tough game. Hope the Blackburn, uh, hope the Fulham, really tough game. You know that. Um, I thought going forward, Fulham were absolutely brilliant. You know, what I mean, if it wasn't for the goalkeeper uh, Walton, then it should have been. It should have been, and probably could have been a. A lot more. Um, Mitrovic, Calavallero, Reed, Kearney. It's just, it's just relentless. You know what I mean? Then you've got, you've got people coming off the bench. If you've, you've got, you've got Kamara coming off the bench. It's just, they've just got a really, really strong squad, and they're just, it's just, it's, it's relentless attacking, attacking, attacking. And when you can go to uh, Blackburn Rovers and go and get a, go and get three points, it shows that you've, uh, that you've come a long way a little bit, and, and Fulham are starting to turn the corner at the right time for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, they looked good the last couple of games, Fulham. They've looked more like what we expected this year to be with Mitrovic getting the goals and your Tom Kearney's and uh, like you know, providing the assists and 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 playing very well. Yeah, it's a strange one because they 
they I feel like if they hadn't had that ropey patch sort of the just before Christmas, they probably would have been right up there. Like they would have been away with you know, if you consider consider where they are now and you add in those points where they were dropping, you know, to draws and wins and yeah. They would drop in those points to sloppy performances. They yeah. they could e- easily be clear by five, six, seven, maybe even more points. Yeah, I totally agree, Stan. I totally agree, and yeah, and I think that's it. it just shows that they've um, that, that obviously the club stuck with the young manager and and given them a, an opportunity and uh, and, and but the players have got in their in their squad side and starting level. You, you you said there, Mitrovic is the best championship player offer. For a good few years now, and you know, what I mean, they've, they've been very fortunate to be to be able to keep hold of him. And when you've got somebody like him leading the line for you, you've always got an opportunity to win a game. Yep, um, guys, remember at the end of a show, uh, Andy will be answering your questions. So if you've got any questions, drop them in the live chat. And uh, we've also been asked to provide our Welsh and English all-time eleven or all-time squad, uh, which we'll give during that part of the show as well. Uh, Brentford three. Borough two, mate. Yeah, well, to be fair, I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be a really, really hard game. And Brentford, the way that they go forward, the way that he attack, and Middlesbrough give it a good go. You know what I mean? They didn't. They changed the formation. They went a little bit more attacking. He, he ditched the three at the back and, and went for a four four two or a four two three one. And um, and what they were they went one 0 down. Uh, they probably could have could have been behind before, Duke, but uh, goal line technology saved them a little bit and um, one 0 down at half time. Get level. By a decent strike by Lewis Wing, um, straight away, straight off kickoff. Though unfortunately, that the, uh, Brentford go to the other end and score. Then Middlesbrough, same thing. They go back over the other end, get the equaliser. Then the game settled down a little bit. Um, and then you know, what I mean, the the shows uh, talisman a little bit. Uh, Ollie Watkins goes and goes and wins the game with his with his standard goal, and it just shows how how strong Brentford are, and and especially Ollie Watkins as well. That you know, I mean, we've raved about him on here. And, you know what I mean? It's not nice that he scores a winning goal against your team, but good players say uh, uh, like gold dust at the minute. You know what I mean? And, and match winners, and you know, especially at the, at the time in the games where teams want to need points. You know what I mean? That would have been a disaster for Brentford if uh, if they'd have drawn that two all, especially with the way that obviously Leeds lost later on, and and uh, and some other sides uh, dropped points, and some other sides won. So it was it was all important that they got the three points against Middlesbrough. And, and, and to be fair, I think they deserved it. Probably just, but the, but I think they deserved it. Thought very impressive, actually. Um, you know, Brentford had been on fire, yeah. So it was always going to be a tough, tough game for for Borough, but some good goals and just good play. Um, Brentford are just relentless at the moment. Uh, um, even when they're not, even when they're not playing uh, at the, you know, at their very best, they're grinding out results. Yeah. Um, and I the, think they've played better than this previously, yeah. you know, over the last couple of weeks. But yeah, but then it's, it, it tells a story, side when they've done, um, they've got, they've done the double over Middlesbrough this season. You know, what I mean, that's that's no main thing. You know, what I mean, uh, Middlesbrough are a big side, and for a side like Brentford to do that, you know, what I mean, it gives them an opportunity to to kick on and and, and push forward. You know that uh, that they're real, they're real contenders to get promoted. You know, what I mean, that we've they've probably come a little bit. As, as, as dark horses, and we, you know, I mean, we're probably not talking about them as much as we probably should, but they've they've given themselves an opportunity. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I keep saying absolutely. Got to got to stop that, mate. Got to Abs- stop it. I keep Abs- saying the same. Absolutely. Same 
absolutely. Um, Josh De Silva, uh, again, mate, outstanding as well. By the way, Ollie Watkins as well. Yeah, well, I think it's on me. You, you need match winners. You need creativity. You need you need you need players who can who can change the game on the top on on, on from nothing really. And I think uh, I think they did that. I think Middlesbrough surprised surprised with the tactics, um, but at the same time, um, they they deserve to win. Now, now we're getting some people back in the in the in the video joining the live chat, guys. You're late. You're late. How dare they? Um, so yeah, next up was Huddersfield two QPR nil. Um, Huddersfield, mate, the Cowley brothers. Wow. Yeah. Well, to me, game of two hours for me, side because I thought I thought QPR were the best side in the first half. I thought uh, John Hugel missed a couple of. Really good chances that he snatched at a couple, especially off a corner, and uh, you've got to take your chances when you get them. Um, but obviously, QPR, QPR, obviously a little bit in disarray with obviously losing Naki Wells, and he was a big part of of, of how they did it. And um, I thought second half, I thought going forward, I thought Huddersfield were absolutely outstanding, and they didn't look aside. They were they were they were looking at relegation. They looked at, they looked like they were free flowing. They looked really confident. They looked like they had a little bit of a buzz about them, and maybe that's just the the the, the, the fear factor gone out the window, and, and the managers letting them play with no fear and and just letting them enjoy the football a little bit. And um, you know what I mean? I, I I can't see them going down. You know what I mean? They've got far too much going forward, far too much in defence now with some of the new signings. I I, I fully believe that next season um, they could he could he could have them um, as high as he wants them really. Yeah, I'd, I'd be real interested if he can keep him up. Uh, the, if they, sorry, if the Cowley brothers can keep him up, I'd be really interested to see how Huddersfield can do next year, because yeah. you can see just by the way they're playing, uh, like the potential for their tactics, the way they like to play football, some of the players that they've got there. It'd be really interesting, but they, you know, it looks like they're going to stay up. It looks like. Yeah, 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 it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. I totally agree. But you've got you've got to lose enough games, and sides have to win enough games below you. You know, and I think uh, I think a result a result on Saturday like they got um, will fill them fill us so much confidence because QPR are a good side. They've, they score goals. They create chances like they did on Saturday. Um, but you know what I mean? If, if 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 QPR were in the mix a little bit further than 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 they were, I'd worry about them a little bit because similar to Hull that. Um, you can't get rid of players and, and not replace, um, you know. So, I think what they're on thirty eight, we're going to run twenty nine. It's even nine points out. This at this stage, it's a it's a big ask because that means we're going to win three on the belt and QPR with losing three on the belt. I, I can't see that happening because, you know, what I mean, you've just got to make sure when you play the sides in and around you um, that you pick up enough points which which keeps you safe. Yeah, QPR are a bit up and down. Big blow yeah. to lose. Uh, Naki Wells as well. Obviously, yeah. um, there was a minute silence before this game as well for Jordan Sinnott, uh, yeah. son of Lee Sinnott, yeah. um, who tragic tragically lost his life after uh, being attacked, which you know, it's, uh, it's hor- horrifying and yeah. sad to see. Um, okay. Next up, Reading won. Hull City won. Yeah, Hull dr- managed to score a goal. Yeah, they did. Uh, well, the draw specialists aren't the Reading. Reading love a draw. 
Um, and if they could turn those draws into inside, they could, they'd have probably been flying up the league because they've since Marks took over. I think he's done it. I think he's done an absolutely fabulous job. To be honest, I think he's done a he's done a really really good job. And um, I was concerned about Hull. Um, I thought they were better. I thought they created a few more chances than what they did. I thought um, it was uh, Raphael in goal for Reading. I think he made a fantastic save first half onto the post. He got a good hand onto it and um, it stopped uh, Eves from, from scoring. But I st- I'm still worried about the whole long term. Long term. I, I, I don't think this, this, this season, because um, I think they've, they've, they've given themselves, what, they're 11 points clear. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it'd be a big ask for them to lose every game. But I don't think they're going to score enough goal side to, to give them an opportunity. You know what I mean? That was their first point in six games. And, you know what I mean? They've got some uh, got some tough games coming up. They play Blackburn away. They play Swansea at home, Preston away. Barnsley at home, Leeds at home. Yeah, they've got some really, really, really big games coming up and, and games which, um, which are going to really test them out. But they've got to score more goals. They've got to give themselves a, an opportunity to... To flourish side, but that's the way the clubs go in, and, and, and they become and they're a selling club, and they're, and they're not gonna, um, they're not gonna replace them. They can't really blame anybody but themselves. No, they cannot. Um, I was not expecting them to score. To be honest, after selling Krasicki and and Bowen, I just couldn't see where their goals were going to come from. Um, yeah. But they did. They scored. Yeah. That's the main yeah, yeah. thing. Um, and then next up, we've got Stoke City 3, Charlton 1. Charlton not getting any better and Stoke improving steadily. Yeah, well, this was a massive game for both sides. You know what I mean? Before the game, obviously, Stoke were, were below Charlton. So, for them, it was a must-win game. And, and uh, during the game, I thought uh, they fully deserved fully deserved to win the game. And uh, took the lead through uh, James McLean um, after good work by Nick Powell. Uh, and against the run of play just before half-time, Charlton got themselves level. Uh, through a great finish, I thought from Pure, and I thought he he, he timed his run really well, got his studs and studs in the uh, in the right place, and 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 put it past Butland. But second half was just men against boys a little bit, and Stoke were just relentless going forward. Uh, Joe Allen's pass to Tom uh, to Tom Ince, I thought it looked looked a little bit offside and a little bit dubious, but you know what I mean. It was the the ball through was outstanding, and the finish was very good. And then and then Nick Powell got himself got himself a very good goal, and, and after that. Charlton didn't really didn't really give themselves an opportunity and push themselves forward and you know what I mean they're they're massively under pressure you know what I mean they obviously got took over um, not so, not so long ago and obviously with the the Lee, Lee Boyer debacle about Cardiff City etc and um, you know what I mean they need they need Lyle Taylor to get them out of a little bit of trouble because what, there's a four point gap between them and Wigan at the minute the relegation is looking at looking out of the probably the bottom four because Stoke are obviously in form winning games and can win games. Uh, Middlesbrough haven't won in a few games. Um, QPR dropping, Huller dropping, but I can't see many. I can't see many teams apart from the bottom four probably going down. Apart from those, those for me. The frightening thing is, mate, is a couple of months ago we were talking about Hull. Yeah. If they could keep Jordan, uh, if they could keep Jared Bowen and Grzycki fit and keep yeah. them in January, that we thought they could get go up in the playoffs. Yeah. We thought Charlton at the start of the like, first few months of the season, we said if they can keep everyone fit and they can maybe add a lone player or two in January, they had the quality to make a, a late run or a run at the playoffs maybe, but they did. They would need a lot of luck because their squad was so small. Yeah, And they've just gone off a cliff. Um, Charlton, I feel for them 
because they've got a pretty young squad. They've got a small squad. Their best player has had a long-term injury. And then you've obviously got, you know, you've got Bowie as well then, who was clearly distracted by the, the, the Cardiff stuff, which has yeah. affected the whole... You know the whole thing with the team. Well, I think I think I think the bigger picture side, isn't it? You know what I mean. You've just said there those two things, and then you've got a takeover in the middle of it as well, which is affected obviously the fans' morale and support, and 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 has just messed the season up a little bit. You know what I mean? I bet, and and, and I think if if you offered Lee Boyer and Charlton to finish where they are now, I think they'd take it hundred percent and then move on to next season and push on and sign some players and spend a little bit of cash and push on in, in the championship. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next up, Swansea City 2, Derby County 3. Surprising star, you know. Uh, um, Swansea aren't on, aren't on a great run, you know what I mean? This isn't this isn't me being anti-Swans and, you know what I mean, I have my blue hat on, but, you know what I mean, they're on a really bad run. Um, you know what I mean? No, no getting away from it. You know what I mean? They, they, they play the pretty football, they create chances, but um, Derby scored um, three goals. I'll be honest, I thought the goalkeeper could have done better for all three. Um, Waghorn, the first one, the goalkeeper parried it out. He, he tapped it in on the line. Um, then all of a sudden, Swansea, at, at half-time, they get the tactics changed around a little bit. They get themselves ahead. They go 2-1 ahead. And then all of a sudden, to capitulate like they do and, and just to, and to crumble, uh, Dwayne Holmes got another very good goal. But again, I thought the goalkeeper could have done a little bit better. Uh, and then the last goal from Tom Lawrence, very good strike, of course it was, it was very good, but it was in the centre of the goal and the goalkeeper didn't dive, which, you know, I'm not, you know what I mean? It was just, it was a very strange, you know what I mean? It, it, people get, have a look at it. If you haven't seen it, have a look at it because it's the last goal for me. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm, I'm a centre forward myself, so I'm, I'm probably more critical on goalkeepers than I, than I probably should be. But the last goal that was he, was, was he wrong footed? How can you be wrong footed? It's in the centre of the goal. It's there's, there's not took a deflection. It's not gone through anybody. You can see it all the way, and and he was nowhere near it. And that's you know, what I mean, that was that was worrying for me that because uh, it's a poor result. You know what I mean? But I got to give Derby some credit. Side we we'd written them off. I'd written them off massively. You know what I mean? Koku, whatever, whatever he said to Mister Rooney, is working wonders. You know what I mean? Wayne's dominating the midfield. He's got energy around him. I think Knight's been a, a revelation. Dwayne Holmes, Waghorn, he's getting. Some, he's getting more out of him than anybody's ever got out of him. Um, and Tom Lawrence, ever since the um, the incident with um, with the with the players and drinking and stuff, he's been absolutely fantastic. And and you know what? He needs credit for that because he yeah. could have ruined his he could have ruined his season. But you know what? He's got his head down. He's he's let his feet do the talking a little bit. He stayed out the limelight. He's not made a mistake since, and he's letting his feet do the talking on the pitch. And and you know what? Fair play to him because he's he's a match winner on his day. He's a match winner. He's a very 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 talented footballer, um, and he's giving Derby fans something what they missed at the start of the season. And you know what I mean that they're on forty three, the seven points behind the playoffs. You know what I mean. And for for me, start of the season, the way that they were going, they were relegation fodder, hundred percent. They were falling like a stone, and they they deserve to be down there. But now, if they can get in and around the playoffs, they could cause somebody a problem because. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, because they've got players who can hurt you, and when you've got Rooney and Tom Holdenstone and 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 some of the younger players, Holmes and Knight, uh, Tom Lawrence, you know what I mean? They've got some players who can damage damage teams on the day. So, you know what I mean? They've, uh, people have to be wary of, of of how good Derby are. But you know what I mean? Sometimes it's not as about being negative towards Swansea. Derby are, are a good side and they change the fortunes around. 
Yeah, and you know, you never know. Tom Lawrence might make Andy's Welsh and English all time eleven towards the end show. Um, you never know. Maybe we reserve but, team. Um, I will say, I think. Yeah, never know. Never know. I will say that uh, since Rooney came in, um, all of a sudden, mine Waghorn looked fantastic. Yeah, Tom did, Lawrence yeah. is looking good. Um, mm. Holmes and Knight look settled and yeah. much more together than they did previously. Yeah. You know, and we we wondered how Rooney was going to settle in, what he whether he was going to unsettle the manager, but he's really turned their season around. But Tom Lawrence, since the Keo stuff, kept his gob shut and just played. And he was long before Wayne Rooney came. Yeah. Tom Lawrence was in good form, playing good football. Yeah, he was. He's, he, he deserves some credit. He, he, he deserves some credit for it because you know what I mean. Even even the it must have been so difficult for him to uh, to put to put his boots back on and to earn the respect back from his teammates, from the fans, from the club, and uh, and he's done that, and he's doing that, and he's doing that ten times over, and um, he just deserves an opportunity to. Um, to flourish and and to play that to, 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 well on this performance in performances he deserves to be playing for Wales. Yeah, I wonder if he'll go. I I said uh, back when it happened that I wouldn't pick him for the Euros, but mm. Wales don't have a massive pool of players, yeah. and I wonder on this form whether he should be in it. Yeah. However, Swansea on the other hand, Cardiff ruin their season. Yeah. Um, ever since they played Cardiff, both times they've just their form's gone off a cliff. Yeah. But si, it's not, it's not, it's si, it's it's a forty six game season. You know what I mean? So forget all these uh, all these people giving me stick when Swansea won one nil and Swansea drew nil nil and Cardiff haven't scored against Swansea. It's not about two games. If Cardiff lost two games Risky. this season against Swansea City but got promoted, I'm not I don't care. I don't care less. Couldn't give couldn't give a hoot. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't and the care thing less. Is, that's, when you build up these games against big sides as your cup finals, it's difficult to yeah. then go on and play the, the smaller sides. And yeah. that's what they do. They build yeah. Cardiff up as their cup final. And Yeah. I think as I was saying, and I don't like that because for me, you know, I mean, you raise your game against a, a side that you can sustain that week in, week out. And these, the good players can do that. You know what I mean? The good players can do that. And, you know what I mean? It probably tells a story, doesn't it? Does indeed, it's a small club mentality. I yeah, yep, yep, yep. Forget what it's called. But anyway, um, next up is Millwall zero, West Brom two. The final game of the show for this week. Awful conditions. Si. Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting conditions. You know that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know. I, I know you can't foresee what's going to happen, but you know what I mean for West Brom to. To play some of the stuff what they did, and you know, what I mean, to play the conditions because that's what you've got to do as a as a player. You've got to play the conditions. You you, you sometimes your game plan goes out the window. Um, and West Brom dominated uh, the conditions better than better than Millwall did, and some of the attacking play by uh, West Brom was was absolutely brilliant. And um, I'm a big fan of the way that Slavin Bilic is is changing his his front four. Um, you know, because I think I thought Matt Phillips last week was fantastic, but he, he put him on the bench. He had Grizzitti on the bench. He had Charlie Austin, who, who led the line last week on the bench, who scored. So he went from Rob, Robson Carnu, um, Pereira, Robinson. It, it, inundated with um, 
we're very good players, and um, and the, the side they're going to take they're going to take some some stopping, massive stopping, because I can't see West Brom not doing it with with the, with the squad they've got, with the manager they've got, with the support and the size of the club. You know what I mean? The, the, it, it's all geared to get back to the Premier League for me. Yeah, I can't see West Brom doing a Leeds. I got to be honest. No, I don't. I can't. I, I, can't, I, I, I can't see the manager allowing it. You can't see the manager Well, I wouldn't it. have thought that about. Do you know? I thought Beisler would have learned from last year, mm. and I just didn't see Leeds doing it again, yeah. particularly when they had the the Glicks and the Hernandez and all these players yeah. who just looked invincible. Yeah. But um, I look, I look, I look at from, this. But I look at West Brom's span of the team, though. You know what I mean? You've got your Charlie Austin's, your Robson Carnews, you've got your Pereiras, you've got your, your Sawyers, your Livermores, your Bartley, your A.J., your Johnson. Do you know what I mean? These kind of players, I, I can't see them. I can't see them letting this happen because they're all they're all quite experienced players. They're all, you know what I mean? Some of them have played in the Premier League before. They want to get back there. They want another shot at it. Um, obviously, Gareth Barry's still in the squad as well. Kieran Gibbs in the squad. These players have been there. They've wore the T-shirt. And it looks like hopefully they'll get another get another opportunity opportunity at it. Yeah, um, they got some big games coming up. They got Reading, Forest, Bristol City, and Preston before yeah. the end of February. So huge I mean, games. huge games. If they come out of those with what two wins out of the f- two wins and a draw out of those four games, I think yeah. they'll be pretty much yeah. done and dusted. Huge games. Um, okay, so that's the, the games for this week. Uh, so now we're going to give our two for two, where myself and Andy pick uh, two big, big performances, moments for players for the weekend. So let's uh, let's start with the, the negatives, mate. What you've got first? Uh, I've gone for uh, Birmingham City's Mark Roberts, the defender. He gave uh, Bristol City's opening goal after, what, 46 seconds or something from a back pass and you know, I mean, we, we, we speak about uh, players and, and clubs, Cardiff in particular, can't give sides an opportunity and a, and a, and a, and a helping hand and a start in a game. And no, nobody can do that because if if Birmingham didn't turn, turn that game around and they got beat 2 3, that's, that's how things start. And you can't afford to do it. It was a really, really bad error. Yeah, I, I've got a keeper. Uh, I've gone for Sheffield Wednesday's goalkeeper, uh, Cameron Dawson. Great shout. So it was awful. Poor clearance, fired awful, it. Yeah. Fired it uh, straight to I forget who it was now. Um, Carly Woodrow fired it to the Barnsley player. Carly Woodrow, and they, it's cost them a game. Yeah. You know, it's cost them a game, um, or it cost them three points, or should we say they've dropped points? It's and Sheffield Wednesday, a lot of them be coming from mistakes, um, and it was a really poor, needless mistake as well. Yeah. Um, and. As we've said all along, we'll be fair. We've criticised keepers over the season, but yeah. we've also, you know, given them the praise when they've needed it. Yeah. Uh, what about your second one, mate? Uh, well, I've gone for a goalkeeper, and I've uh, I've just said it in the in the, la- the second to last game there. So it was uh, Woodman from Swansea for the three goals. I, t- I just thought they were very strange that that two he parried out straight to two derby players, and the last one he didn't move. So you know what I mean? I just had a I just it just didn't didn't look right for me. It just it just it just you know, everyone's allowed enough to. I I had I had plenty of my career, but you know what I mean. I think uh, Woodman won't be happy with his performance on Saturday night when he got home. No, 
No, I don't think so. Um, it was poor. Uh, <laughs> don't know what they're on about. <laughs> Tell them to I'd be deadly serious. Uh, yeah, me too. And uh, I've got for my second down, I've gone for Leeds' defence and just the overall mentality mm. is absolutely shocking. Um, yeah. And they just don't seem to learn no. from the previous seasons. No. Um, and I can't believe that it's the same team which played, was playing and looking so invincible at the start of the season yeah. because they, they look shot. They really so, do look shot. We mentioned it, mentioned it earlier there. Mentioned it earlier there about Arsenal. They played Arsenal off the park for sixty minutes, and this is the same ta- same squad, same same team, same manager, same setup, same tactics. It's just disastrous for them. Disastrous. Yeah, I just I them when I just can't see how they're gonna rescue it. I can't yeah. see how they're gonna stop the slide. It's only gonna get harder. Which means as well, they're gonna side. miss out on the playoffs. It's only gonna get harder as well because. There's going to be more pressure on the next game. There's going to be teams breathing down the neck, which is going to are they going to be able to handle the the, the heat in the kitchen? Let's see. Let's see how they handle it over the next couple of weeks. Well, all signs point to no. Yeah. Okay, so before we get to the questions and our combined Welsh and English all-time elevens, let's do the two ups for the week. Who have you got first, my friend? Um, I've just had a go to goalkeeper, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the goalkeeper theme tonight. And uh, Christian Walton from Blackburn Rovers, I thought he was absolutely fantastic, yeah. and it was gutted that he was on the Great losing shot. side against Fulham because he he made some wonderful saves, and uh, and I was so pleased that he that he, he played as well as he did because you know I mean Blackburn were I played really well this season. It just shows that it's not just about the front five who we raved about. You know what I mean? They've got some other good players as well, and and he's certainly one of them. And you know what I mean? For me, he deserved to be on the winning team, and I was so disappointed that he wasn't. Yeah, look at our YouTube and Facebook filling up again now because they know the Welsh and English all-time 11s are coming. (laughs) They know it's coming. It's going to be Robbie Savage, captain, Vinnie Jones, (laughs) vice-captain. Barry Horn. Paul Bowden. Paul Paul Bowden, Bowden. Barry Horn. Paul Bowden taking penalties. John Artson. (laughs) I'm going to ignore that. Because uh, as an Englishman, I don't think you can ever discuss penalty shootouts ever. It's, it's just, <laughs> you just can't. You just can't. I know. And I might uh, in there first, didn't I? Yeah, you got there before me. First time you've done that, though, I suppose, is get there before anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Hey, apart from Danny, apart from Danny Shittu. Yeah, well, yeah, his name says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> Bless him. He retired after that game, I think, didn't he? Never yeah, he, got, he never played again. Yeah, that's what I do with people saying. Retire Embarrassed them. him. Retire them. Goal, goal collecting retirer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've gone for the first one. I've gone uh, Ollie Watkins of Brentford. Great, just yeah, outstanding again. Not just, his, yeah. not just his quality, mate, but his, just his work rate. Leading the line from the front. Got the winner again. 20 goals this season. And he's yeah. not even a striker. I know it's annoying. It's annoying like, side. He, by he's, trade, he's making it look easy this year, and you know what I mean. Uh, whatever, whatever, he, whatever he's after changed. You, after you made game. a career, making it look difficult. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I made it look difficult. He's making it look easy. So he's, he's making me. He's making me look. He's making make me feel sick a little bit. No, bless him. No, he um, he's been quality, mate. He leads from yeah. the front really well. 
and yeah, he does. 20 goals. And, and do you know what, Si? For, for, for him to do it regular, you know what I mean? Not just as a stopgap, because that's, that's what I thought he was going to be, a stopgap until they, mm. they, they got somebody else. But he's made that position his own and, you know what I mean? It'll be, uh, and, and by all accounts, they're not a selling club anymore, Brentford. So they're talking about getting a new stadium, splashing the cash. So let's see where they, let's see where they end up. Well, look how much money they've spent. Yeah. I that's why I thought he was going to be a stopgap because I thought they were going to spend twenty million on a striker. Well, I think they probably would have done that. I think they probably would have done, but then I think he's done that well that they can't really justify. And no, are they going to get anyone better than him? Than him at the minute, what fits their bill? I'd say no. No, I don't think so. Um, and for your second up, mate. Second, I've gone for obviously a favourite of the show. I've gone for Joel Ollie because I thought he was outstanding. I thought him, Amiobi, and, and Cash, the three of them behind um, Lewis Grabbin were just brilliant. But he, he is just his, his unselfishness to run, his unselfishness for the second goal for Walker's goal was just was just brilliant. And, you know what I mean? The, the one nil up, he could have snatched at that. He could have had a shot. He could have wanted to take the glory himself. But to pass that to an open goal and give his side the three points just shows what kind of a player he is. And finally, before we get into the good, good stuff, the fun stuff, I've gone for Tom Lawrence for my uh, my final up uh, sure. derby. Like, rightly slaughtered by us yeah. uh, over the Keogh incident. Rightly, uh, you know, rightly given a load of grief. Rightly dropped bands from the Welsh and the derby squad. Uh, but he's kept his mouth shut, got his head down been outstanding ever since he came back into the side well before Rooney came into the fray yeah. and um and he's just since Rooney's come in he's carried on that form um and he scored a great goal to win the game yeah even if the keeper was a bit dodgy for that okay let's get into these questions then my friends so, guys, you can send questions for every week to Andy or myself, if you so wish. You can send them at facebook.com slash acecastnation, uh, either by private message or just send them to the post we put up. Or Twitter at acecast underscore nation. Same, either the post or to Twitter, uh, to DM. And you can also email acenetworkcontact at gmail.com. And, of course, you can drop them in the live chat. Uh, so we'll leave the combined Welsh and English 11s until last, because that's going to be the uh, the most lengthy discussion. Uh, we'll go with, so we've got Peaches sent a question, which she always does. Okay, so are you worried about Jordan Pickford's outburst from an England point of view? Is the pressure getting to him uh, with Pope and particularly... Dean Henderson breathing his neck for the number one jersey for the Euros. Um, you can only judge people's side by the performances, and I think uh, Jordan's mistake of the weekend shows that he, you know what I mean. He's obviously not happy with the way that he's playing, but then he goes ten minutes later on and pulls out a really good, really good save. So, is it an isolated incident? I don't know because he he must be looking around at the other goalkeepers and thinking, um, you know what I mean, that the, I've got this goalkeeper and that goalkeeper breathing down my neck and and. I don't know. Just to some people, that can be a good thing, but I don't think sometimes it affects people in the in the right frame of mind or gives people confidence because he's obviously making a few more uh, mistakes than he should be. They should be doing, and that's only going to be good for Tom Pope and and Henderson because they're playing really well. They're, 
Um, and do they deserve an opportunity before the Euros? Yes, they do. You know what I mean? Then it's down to them to take it because um, obviously Jordan Pickford's been been great, um, but maybe someone else deserves an opportunity to see if they can flourish, really. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'd be inclined, if I was picking it, I'd probably start with, if the game was tomorrow, I would start with Dean Henderson. Um I think he's been the form keeper out of the three of them. He has plenty to do with Sheffield United, so he's going to be sharp. Um, Pick Pickford just—I've always thought he's got a mistake in him. Yeah. Um, this season he's made a few. Uh, I do like Pope as well. I also like Tom Heaton. Yeah. England are quite rich in the goalkeeper department, to be honest. Although is Tom Heaton injured? Yeah, he's done his crucial. Yeah, so I don't think he'll be fit for the Euros. So I think yeah, you're limited to those three now. So I think that those three will be your three going forward. And who would be the fourth if one of them gets injured or dropped? That'd be an, inter- that'd be an interesting one. Would he would he go down? Would he go down a younger route of twenty one under twenty one goalkeeper? You know what I mean? Because Gareth's obviously not scared to do that. You know what I mean? He's done, he's done it before. Well. No, neither neither Henderson or Pope are old, are they? They're both quite no. young. Yeah, no, so I, I just, I, I just. Would I, you go for an experienced keeper uh, as a third choice, just to just to have that bit of experience? I don't know for me though, because you, you look at the rest of the squad. Potentially, you've got young, you've got young young players in the squad as well. So you know what I mean? Would you would you put a younger, an experienced player in just to just to help the younger lads, younger lads out in the tournament? You know what I mean, Gareth? Philosophy at the minute has been, if you if you if you all if you're good enough, you're old enough. So you know what I mean. That long long may that continue, really. Yeah, I don't see why not. Joe Hart, is it? Well, Joe's Joe's probably your only option. Who's been there, done it, wore the t-shirt, and you know what I mean. I, I wouldn't have any qualms if he was in the squad in the team. You know what I mean? Because he's done it. You know what I mean. He's, he's obviously lacked a lot of confidence since losing Man City, and rightly or wrongly, it's hasn't been great. But uh, but yeah, it's not it's just it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, Gaz wanted to know uh, why hasn't Andy done an episode of Unscripted and Uncensored? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Too scared. He's too scared. Yeah. Yeah, I asked yeah. him, and he said, Probably. "No, I can't. I'm too scared." Intim- intimidation. Intimidation. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's a, he had so many weird questions in the first 27 episodes of this show. That he just was like, nope. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do it one. I'll do it one time. I'm off with that. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll uh, maybe we'll do it sometime in the summer. Maybe we should yeah. just do it a live version of it on like in the build up to the Euros, perhaps when there's no friendlies and no football on, and we'll just do it on a Monday night. Just bang yeah. it and just go wild. Yeah, definitely. Stop moving your microphone. Sorry. Uh, Peaches. It's all right, mate. It's all right. I'll forgive you. Um, okay, then. Let's finish off with, with the fun stuff. Uh, Peaches, uh, first thing that comes to mind when you say this. Uh, best striker in Premier League history. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Alan Shearer. John Hartson or Emil Heskey? Oh, I played with Emil, so I've got to go Emil. I played with him. I knew how good he is. Uh, 
Emerson or Ravenelli? Played with them as well, you? Played them both. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rav because Rav scored a, a ridiculous amount of goals in one season for Middlesbrough. So I'm gonna go Rav. Uh, Fat Frank or Stevie Dollar? Uh, Fat Frank. Okay. And greatest Middlesbrough player of all time? Oh, there's only one. There's only one. Bernie Slavin. My hero. Uh, most overrated player of all time? Uh, probably me, but no, I won't, uh, I won't do that. I won't do that <laughs> myself. <laughs> most overrated player of all time? Um, oh, oh. Difficult one, that, isn't it? Uh, do you know what? You, you put the idea in me in my head earlier, and I'm going to say Robbie Savage. Shocking! I just do, uh, do most that. Most underrated. Yeah. Uh, underrated. Most underrated player of all time. Um, well, we talked about him last week. So I'm going to go Leon Jean because there's, there's only probably Cardiff fans who, who know about Leon and. Leon was probably one of the most talented young boys I'd ever come across. And if it wasn't for addiction and um, obviously lifestyle, I, I believe he could have been as good as he wanted to be. It's a good shout. Um, and I'd like to add a question quickly before we do the squads. Um, will your soon-to-be-born baby little girl have a Cardiff City kit or a Middlesbrough kit for her first football kit? Oh, it'll be it'll be one of those uh, it'll be one of those like half and half. So red on one half, blue on the other. Half and half, is it? Yeah, that's, that's a bad answer. I had, when I asked Sophie that earlier, she said, "If I've got anything to do with it, neither." <laughs> she won't. She won't have one on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she'd have said that. Okay, so Johnny Wish asked over the weekend for us to name our combined all-time English and Welsh 11s or squads, uh, me to do one and you to do one. And he also asked us to name, I've got to pick the England Euro squad next week and you've got to pick the Wales Euro squad next week, which will be interesting. So uh, look out for that. But we're going to go through our uh, Welsh and English squads. So let's go, like, we'll go, we'll do them together. Uh, Who have you got as your keeper? There's my goalie. I've gone for Neville, Neville Southall, and uh, just because I, I was a big, massive fan of Nev growing up, I thought, you know what I mean, that Everton goalkeeper dragged them through a massive time in their history and uh, and pulled Wales through as well. So I had no crimes in putting him in, even though England had some really good goalkeepers in Shilton and David Seaman, etc. Joe Hart, but for me, he deserved to be in it. So you're making me look bad now because I went for Peter Shilton. Um, I put Neville Southall initially. And then I changed it to Peter Shilton and I changed it for a really petty reason. And the petty reason is I asked Neville Southall to come on the podcast and he blo- he blanked my message. So he got dropped to the bench. There you go. I've gone risky. I've gone risky. I've got, I've, I've got a subkeeper. I've gone risky. Right. I've gone, I've got a subkeeper. Oof. So what, uh, what formation, what formation have you got? I've gone three, I've gone three centre halves. Cause uh, yeah, I just, I was just inundated with midfielders, so I just had to. Uh, I just had to go down that route. Okay, so I've gone four three three. So, uh, go on, tell me your your, your defenders then. 
my back three. So I've gone uh, I've gone Rio. I don't think I can see past Rio. I think he's just he's the best defender England have had in my generation. And uh, I've gone John Terry. Not everyone's cup of tea, but for me he was Mister Reliable. Uh, did it all for me defensively. Uh, and to join those two, I've gone for Mister Gabidon because uh, I knew I know how good Gabs is and. Um, and for me, I think with him and Rio together, um, and other good friends off the pitch, so I know there'd be a, there'd be an amazing trio, the three of them. Uh, so I've gone for uh, my central defenders, a real Ferdinand and Danny Gabadon. Uh, mm-hmm. Gabadon just just beat Bobby Moore, um, which is probably controversial to English people, but you know, there we go. Um, my right back is Gary Neville. Gary Neville. My left back is Gary Gary Speed. Speedo, like it. Okay, like it. midfielders. Oh well, I've gone. I've gone five. I've gone strong. I've gone a really strong midfield five. So uh, I've gone a right, a left, and I've got three centre midfielders. Two, two. Oh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say sitting, but anyway, I'll, I'll go with me right. So I've gone David Beckham on the right. Can't see past Bex. I needed to find his position for him. Uh, but a lot of my players are probably going to interchange. On the left, I've gone John Barnes. Because uh, John's Ooh, just shocked. hero. Um, I've gone three That's in the middle. That's interesting. It is, but I've gone three in the middle. I've gone uh, I've gone two defensive and one behind. Or maybe one defensive and two behind. I've gone Ryan Giggs in the centre, pulling the strings with Gaza. And then Gareth Bale behind my two centre-forwards. Attacking. Yeah. So I've gone... I've got... Uh, as like a kind of holding midfielder or central midfielder, Brian Robson. Yeah, well, I thought about the guy. I, 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 I surprised I, you didn't have him as he's your hero. Yeah, I know he is. And he's, he's my ex gaffer, so don't put it on Twitter and tag me in because he won't be happy. Uh, I got, so I got Brian Robson centre and then I got Aaron Ramsey and Paul Gascoigne. Oh, like it. Like it. And then uh, for my three, so who have you got up front? Two, two uh, left. You've got new. Um, yeah, two left. I've gone one of each. I've gone Gary Lineker, and I've gone Ian Rush. So up front, I've got uh, Ryan Giggs on the left, Gareth Bale on the right, and Wayne Rooney in the middle. Ooh. See, Rooney's made, my, Rooney's made my bench. My my bench is probably just as strong as yours, but well, if not stronger, my bench is ridiculously strong. So I've got, I've got my sub so I've got now. I, um, I didn't, che- I, I didn't cheat like you when I had a sub keeper. Oh, well, I, I can have a sub keeper, but Wayne Rooney likes to play goal. <laughs> again, so. I've gone. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven subs. I've got um, Frank Lampard. All oh, right, okay. Frank uh, Lam- hang on a minute. I got. I've gone. You go. I've got seven two. subs. I've got Frank Lampard, Stevie G, Craig Bellamy, Alan Shearer, Mark Hughes. Aaron Ramsey and Wayne Rooney. All attackers. Um, no defenders. Yeah. So no defenders subs, or no goalkeepers. My, my subs are Neville Southwall, Ashley Cole, David Beckham, Craig Bellamy, John Charles, Alan Shearer and Ian yeah, Rush. Yeah. I couldn't decide between Ian Rush and Mark Hughes. Uh, I was really struggling to pick between them two. No yeah, well, Gerard, was... no Lampard in my team whatsoever. Vicious, vicious. So uh, good, yeah, good, guys, let good, us good let us know whose side you think is best, good and uh, let us know who we missed. Yeah, no doubt we missed someone's favourites. Oh, I miss Lords, but it's opinions, I in it. It's opinions, and 
Yeah, it's, it's, you know what I mean? it's all opinions, isn't it? Like there the, the could am... be less lesser players, lesser lesser teams. It'll beat my team, for example, because mine's quite offensive uh, and could get caught left, right, and centre. But... Well, I like I like the balance of mine against well, your I... attacking team. I see. I see. I think I'd fancy With... my three centre. I fancy my three centre halves to just dominate the game and just just me attacking fifteen or whatever it is will just dominate the game. The more. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but uh, I got Brian Ryan in the middle. So yeah, I know. Gutted. Just to, just to, he, he's pulling the strings, laying it yeah. off to, to Gaza and Aaron Ramsey to feed Bale, Rooney and Giggs. They destroy, destroy your defence. Oh, I'm not happy with that comment. What's that? Getting getting beat 1-0 already, mate. Getting beat 1-0 by you. Yeah, well, in Ian. Well, in. Nah. nah. Good lad. Nah. No, I'm not loving it. Good lad. See? See, opinions. Opinions. So Everyone's got one. Yeah, that's right. And, and Ian's got the right opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to finish off, finish off the show, let's finish it off with the greatest 10-second segment in radio, TV, or internet history. The fake Geordie Bingo Lingo, where Mr. Campbell teaches me all about his northern culture by te- telling me about a place, a slang, some some sort of phrase, whatever it may be, preparing me for my trip to the Northlands. I've, well, I've, I've taught myself something this week because um, that I didn't know Middlesbrough was called and named Ironopolis because of its uh, business with the industry and, and all the iron and the and the steel. What the what, what so I taught myself that this week, which is which is really good. Uh, I've gone down the Middlesbrough famous managers, uh, football managers. So, and I taught myself something new as well, which I spoke to my dad about. That Don Revy was born in Middlesbrough, uh, and also the late great Brian Clough. So you know, what I mean, two of the best managers England's had uh, in its in its probably history. Both born in the mighty Middlesbrough. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. And that's good. I'm telling you, mate, by the time I come to the borough, I'm going to be speaking, speaking Middlesbrough, Middlesbronian. <laughs> oh, good. Right, guys, thank you for joining me. Thank you to everyone who's been in the live chats on Facebook, on YouTube, getting involved in the shows. And uh, I'm going to try and get to the bottom of why the numbers keep jumping up and down so vigorously and quickly. It's a bit weird. I think it's something to do with people being logged in, but I don't know. Uh, all our shows are available in video format, not just the Andy Campbell show, but also all the other shows, the MMA show, the films and TV show, the Unscripted Uncensored, our new series, My Story, which is coming soon. Uh, first episode is probably going to be out this Friday, featuring former England test cricketer and fast bowler Chris Lewis telling his story. Uh, which is a very, very interesting show. Uh, he's obviously got a very interesting and colourful story to tell. Um, yeah, loads coming up. Loads and loads coming up. I've also got a, a quick interview with uh, Weekend Defender co-founder Sam Jones coming. Uh, not sure if that's going to be this week or next week. Got a, the Danny Batten show, a Danny Batten MMA show, looking at uh, the Weekend UFC show, which dropping Wednesday. 
So, yes, plenty to come. You can find Andy on Twitter at AndyGamble32. Me at AceCastNation underscore Nation. Please give us a subscribe on YouTube.com slash AcePodcastNation. That's the best way to support us at the moment. And um, in answer to Ian David's question, he said, where can we get the merch? You can get mugs like this and a T-shirt like the other one I was wearing. Uh, the store is coming soon. It's in the process of being sorted. But okay. in the meantime, check out Away Day Apparel. Yeah. For some more awesome T-shirts and stuff. Use the code AA Podcast Nation for 10% off all your orders. Little clockwork orange inspired T-shirt here. And uh, yeah, they got some awesome stuff coming in 2020. I've had a sneak peek of uh, some of their interesting proper nice clothes There's, especially if you like uh, if you like your designer clothes then you'll like some of the stuff which is coming their way and uh, also they've got some good stuff coming for the euros check them out top guy runs it and it's been a pleasure mate as always mate as always been great really enjoyed it yeah it's been a good crack mate good crack yeah, especially i'm buzzing now because i because i beat you one nil so <laughs> that's it Hey, we've got, champion. We've got extra time, Sai. You know what I can do extra time. No, that's right. Next week, just by here, it's going to say, just by there, it's going to say, Sai, Ace, Ace Podcast Nation, champion. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll, I'll have to... It's Andy Campbell! It's in! Campbell comes off the bench to be a hero! Podcast Network.